Welcome to episode 31, gang. Christmas episode of the Birthday Boy Podcast, and we're kicking it off with a Grandma Cliff call. Yes, yes, hello. Hello, Cliffy. Yes, Cliffy, are you there? Oh, God damn it, it's his voicemail again. Cliff, Cliffy, this is your Grandma Cliff Cliff. Cliffy, hello, it's your Grandma Cliff Cliff. I just want to remind you, that coming up this week, all week long, oh my God, it's the it's the Womack family holiday spectacular on Hilton Head Island, brought to you by Uncle Ben's Rice. Uncle Ben's Rice. It's the whitest thing since the Womack family holiday spectacular. Oh God, I can't wait to eat all that rice. Cliffy, I wanted to tell you that. I, I have another surprise for you this year, and just like last year, when I couldn't wait to reveal your Fifty Shades of Grey slacks, Cliffy, I, I have another surprise. I was going to wait until the Island Spectacular on Hilton Head Island, brought to you by Uncle Ben's Wright, but I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait any longer, Cliff, and I'm going to let you in on the little secret. I had T-shirts made for the whole family, for you, for me, for Uncle Cliff, for Cliffy Baseball, for Scottish Uncle Cliff, for Dr. Duxtable, for Cousin Cliffy, for Macho Cliff, uh, for all the Cliffies that I probably didn't even remember to say. I made T-shirts for Grandpa Cliff and everybody, for the whole family, Cliff. The entire Womack family, I made special, special, special T-shirts this year for the spectacular, Cliff. And I can't wait to show it to you, but I, I just can't stand the excitement, so I thought I would tell you about it here on this phone call, which clearly uh, we're not speaking because you didn't pick up the phone, because Cliffy, you never pick up the phone because you're a son-of-a-bitch bastard who clearly hates his grandmother. You're killing me, Cliffy. You're killing me not picking up the phone. Why is that, I suppose? Why is that, Cliffy? Is it perhaps you're in such a festive, jolly, jingle-jangle holiday spirit that you thought you'd jingle-jangle yourself? Is that what's happening right now, Cliffy? Huh? Are you uh, toggling the mistletoe and holly right now, Cliff? Is that what's happening? Is that what's going on? Playing with your candy cane, Mr. Christmas? Oh, you, but you're my butter boy, Cliffy boy, baby boy. I can't stay mad at you. I can only stay mad at you for a few seconds before I remember that you're my little baby butter boy, Cliffy boy. So here it is. Okay. The surprise, I was going to wait until Christmas Eve at the Spectacular on Hilton Head Island, brought to you by Uncle Ben's Rice. But I can't wait until then. By the way, Uncle Ben's Rice, it's delicious, and it's the whitest thing since the Womack family holiday Spectacular. I believe I've already mentioned that. Cliffy, here's the surprise. I had several dozen T-shirts made in honor of this year's holiday spectacular. And the T-shirts were supposed to say, Merry Christmas 2019. Get it, Cliffy? Instead of Merry Christmas, it says Merry Christmas because of all the cliffs. In fact, while I'm leaving this message for you, I'm going to open the package came today. I'm so excited. I, I ordered these months ago so that they would be here in time for the holiday spectacular. So let me, I'm opening the package right now to make sure that these t 
shirts are exactly as I had ordered them. I'm opening, I'm taking out, here they are, I'm taking the wrappings out and all sorts of things. Opening the box, out goes the wrappings. Oh, there they are, they're spectacular. Just like the spectacular is going to be spectacular on Hilton Head Island, Clippy. Thanks to Uncle Ben's rights. Let's see now. Okay, here it says, Mary, oh my God. Oh, Christ Jesus, baby, Joseph and Mary, Christ Jesus, oh, Jesus, God damn it. Cliffy, there's been a terrible mistake, a terrible printing error on these t-shirts. Oh, God damn it. I ordered them to say Merry Cliffmas, but do you know what they say? It's Merry K-L-I-T-M-A-S. That's right, Cliffy. Instead of an F in Cliff, there's a T, goddammit, a T. Oh, God. Well, that's okay. What's one little letter? I think we all know that we're going to have a very Merry Christmas. But that's okay if we wear a shirt that says Merry Christmas. What's the big deal about that? That's not even really a word. It's just a funny word, right? Merry Christmas. I'm going, in fact, I was going to wait till the spectacular to put this on. I think I'll put it on now. I'm going out to the hairdresser in just a few short minutes, followed by I'm going to Bridge Group Cliffy, and then I'm going to the supermarket. So I figured I'll put on my, my T-shirt so that everybody knows to have a merry Christmas. Oh, it's going to be the most magical Christmas ever, Cliffy. I can't wait to see you, and I hope that you show up this time, you goddamn son of a bitch, bastard, bastard, bitch, bastard. Oh, 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 I can't stay mad at you. You're my baby. My little baby butter boy. My little Christmas baby butter boy. Cliffy, whether you're going to have a Merry Christmas or a Merry Christmas or a Merry Christmas, either way, we're going to have a good time and all your family's going to be there, your uncles and your cousins and the whole gang. And we're going to have Bibleopoly Cliff and we're going to have oatmeal tasting and we're going to have drinks. And we're going to have Trivial Pursuit Psalms edition. And we're going to have a very special bin of Uncle Ben's rice. Uncle Ben's rice. The only thing whiter than this rice is the holiday spectacular. Okay, Cliffy. I've got to go. I've got to try on my brand new shirt. Even though it has a printing error, I'm still going to wear it proudly around town and show off all the girls and all my friends. And everyone, and they're going to know that we're about to have the merriest Christmas ever. Okay, Cliffy, got to go. It's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Call me back, will you? Why don't you call me ever, Cliffy, you bastard? Call me back, Cliff. You're my little baby butter boy. Call me back, you bastard, son of a bitch, baby butter boy bastard. Call me, and I'll see you at the Womack Family Holiday Spectacular, brought to you by Uncle Ben's Rights. It's going to be the merriest Christmas ever. Thanks to Uncle Ben. Okay, Cliffy, I'll see you at the spectacular. Merry Christmas. Bye. Cliffy? Cliffy, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. It's time for the 2019 Womack Family Holiday Spectacular on Hilton Head Island, brought to you by Uncle Ben's Rice. Uncle Ben's Rice. The only thing whiter than the people in this room is Uncle Ben's Rice. And now, let's get underway with the spectacular. Cliffy, here's Grandma Cliff. 
Oh, oh god. Yes. Thank you, Uncle Cliff. Hello, Cliff. This is your grandma, Cliff Cliff. It's time for the Womack Family Holiday Spectacular 2019 edition on Hilton Head Island brought to you by Uncle Ben's Rice. Uncle Ben's Rice. It's whiter than my hair. That's how white it is. Uncle Ben's Rice. Cliffy, where the hell are you? God damn it. We're trying to do a spectacular here. Where are you, you son of a bitch? Oh, sorry. Yes. Welcome to the Womack Family Holiday Spectacular. All of your favorite Womack family cliffs are here to celebrate a very merry cliffmas. Or as our t-shirts say, a very merry clickmas. Either way, we're going to have a lot of fun. Because we've got oatmeal tasting. We've got Dr. Duxtable with his drinks. We've got Bibleopoly Cliffy. We've got Trivial Pursuit Psalms Edition. And we're going to have a Christmas sing-song. And Cliffy... It's not just me who's here. It's not just your Uncle Cliff. But here's some other Cliffs who are here at the Spectacular. Such as Uncle Cliffy Baseball. Hey, Cliffy, it's your Uncle Cliffy Baseball. And I'm still pissed about how you got me fired twice for the broadcast booth. But that's okay because it's the holidays and we're going to have a spectacular time. Merry Clipmas to everyone. Oh, this one's swung on, back to right field. This one's deep, 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 going back, back, back. This one is out of here. Donnell Winslow with another walk-off home run to end the ball game. Of course, now that I'm unemployed, I just make those kind of calls in my own head or in my own car by myself because I don't have a job in the baseball broadcast booth doing what I love. So fuck yourself, Cliffy. Cliffy, that's not all. Your cousin Cliff is here, too. Oh, uh, yeah, Cliff, uh, yeah, hey, it's Cousin Cliff, uh, you know, I didn't see you last year at the Spectacular, I was hoping you were gonna bring those, uh, those magazines, you know, magazines, thought maybe you'd come this year and bring the magazines, Cliffy, what are you, what are you doing, I, you know, my, my parents took away internet, so, kind of, kind of depending on the magazines, oh, goddamn fucking son of a bitch, voice, motherfucker, we're also joined by Macho Man Cliffy Savage. Oh yeah, hey Cliffy, it's a macho man here, Cliffy Savage, dig it. I'm here enjoying the spectacular, eating some Uncle Ben's rice, dropping elbows off the top, brother. Where the hell are you? This party's getting weird, dude. Freak out, freak out. Oh yeah. And that's not all. Your Scottish Uncle Cliff came all the way overseas from Scotland to join us. Oi, Cliffy! It's me, your Scottish Uncle Cliff. I'm here joining you at the Womack Family Holiday Spectacular 2019, Cliffy. I see all the other Cliffs, but I don't see you, you little butterboy bastard son of a bitch. Where are you, Cliffy? Your Uncle Cliff wants to give you a big hug and tell you how much he loves you. Oi! Shut up, you GPS cunt! <laughs> oh, oh my, oh my god. Thank you, Scottish Uncle Cliff. Cliffy, that's not all because Dr. Heathcliff Duxtable is here too. Cliffy, I hope to see you at the Holiday Spectacular. Zippity bop, doobity boop. I'm going to be mixing drinks all night long. See you soon, Cliffy. And of course, Grandpa Cliff is here as well. Cliffy, it's your Grandpa Cliff Cliff. Cliff Cliff, it's Grandpa Cliff Cliff. Remember that? I don't think you're going to be hearing much from me today because it's awfully hard to talk like this, Cliffy boy. But I just wanted to say, it's a Christmas miracle, Cliffy. Your Grandma Cliff, she's pregnant. It's a Christmas miracle. 
Uh, Grandpa Cliff, that's that's old news. We talked about that months ago. It was just constipation. I was backed up after my trip to Norway. And, uh, you know, Jorgen, Jurgen, Sven, and I must have uh, eaten something uh, that didn't agree. Let's move on to something else. Oh, okay. Say, Grandma Cliff, I have an idea. Let's sing a tune. That's a wonderful idea. In fact, Uncle Cliff, as you can as you can plainly hear, the fireplace is roaring. The winter winds and the chill air of Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, is whipping at the door, which can only mean one thing. What's that, Grandma Cliff? That baby, it's cold outside. Do 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 da 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 do. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go but away. But baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been lucky that you so dropped very in. Very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like My ice. mother will start to worry. Beautiful, please don't Grandpa scurry. Cliff will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace so roar. So really, I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please well, don't hurry. Well, maybe just a half a drink more. Put some records on while the I pour. The neighbors might think. But baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? Hey, 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 no cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew Your how. Your eyes are like starlight To now. break the spell. I'll take your hair. Your hair looks I swell. I always say no, 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 Mind sir. if I move in At least closer. I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Ah, but, oh, it's, but it's cold, cold outside. outside. Cliffy, where the hell are you? You're missing my big number, you son of a Bitch. You butterboard, goddamn son of a bitch. I simply must go. Baby, it's cold outside. The answer is but no. But baby, it's cold outside. This welcome has How been... How lucky that you dropped so in. So nice and warm. Look out the window. Yeah, at the storm. My sister will get... be suspicious. Yeah, your lips look delicious. My Uncle Cliff ah. will be there at the door. My maiden aunt's Cliff's mind is vicious. Uh, your lips are delicious. Or maybe yeah. just a cigarette more. Never such a blizzard before. I gotta get home. But baby, you'd freeze out there. Say, lend me a coat, it's you up to your knees out there. You've really been grand. I'm thrilled when you touch but my hand. don't you see? How can you do this thing to There's me? There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Think of my lifelong sorrow. At least there will be plenty implied. If you caught pneumonia and I died. really can't stay. Get over that holdout. Ah, but, but it's cold. cold. Baby, it's, it's cold. cold. Outside! Oh, God damn it, it's freezing! It really is cold outside. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, that was nice. Wow, singing a song like that by the fire inside this warm holiday house sure makes me appreciate not being out in the cold. The frigid, freezing, frosty air 
of coastal South Carolina, there's nothing more treacherous than these frigid December South Carolina temps. I mean, look at those palm trees out there. They're, they look like they're gonna fall into the ocean because of all, you know, the wind and the cold and that sort of thing. My God, it's freezing. I don't know if there's any place in the, on the planet that's colder than here in Hilton Head, South Carolina right now. I just looked at the temperature. I think it's around 64 degrees. Oh my God. Close the door. You're letting the, you're letting the cold air in. Of course, we're all warm here by the fire. And I tend to wonder as I look around at all these cliffs, Uncle Cliff and all the other cliffs, and I see, I see a, an empty chair, just like last year, another cliff who seems to be uh, too, too much of a big shot, too much of a big time boy to show up with his family at the holidays. I'm talking to you, Cliffy. I know you're out there. Maybe if you took your hand out of your pants for five minutes and put it on a steering wheel and started to turn the keys of your car, you could drive out to Hilton Head Island and see us. Of course, with this dreadful weather, I don't know if you'd make it. I'm sure if it gets any colder than this, there's going to be a blizzard and we're going to be snowed in. They say it's going to get down to 53 tonight, Cliff. Oh, God, how are we going to survive through the night? Well, I've got one idea, Grandma Cliff. Oh, yes? What's that, Uncle Cliff? Think of warm thoughts. As we sit here by the fire and the cool chill of the holiday air outside whips and blows at the door, whipping and blowing, blowing and whipping, I like to think of maybe a more tropical place, someplace that's much, much warmer than the frigid tundra of South Carolina. And what, what kind of place is that, Uncle Cliff? Well, I like to think of a little place called... Hawaii. What the hell is that? What the hell are you even talking about, you son of a bitch? Hawaii? What is what? What kind of words are you making up? Grandma Cliff, he's saying Hawaii, you goddamn bitch. Oh, yes, of course. I knew that, you prick, Cliffy Baseball. You deserve to be fired with that kind of foul mouth attitude. I tell you what, Grandma Cliff. How, how about you come over here and say it to my fucking face? How about you walk across the goddamn holiday spectacular and say it to my fucking face? I'll walk and across the, the room. I'll Uncle say Ben's it to your rice. face. Out of my hands. I'll knock that rice out of your goddamn hands, you son of a bitch, prick, motherfucker. motherfucker. Whoa, whoa, calm down, everybody. I think we need to just take a take a take a deep breath, relax, eat some delicious Uncle Ben's rice, think happy and warm thoughts, and travel to the Isle of Hawaii. Melikaliki Maka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Clitmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Clitmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Malakalikimaka is Hawaii's way to say Merry Clitmas to you. Malakalikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Clitmas day. Sing it, Grandma. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway, oh baby. 
Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun to shine by day and all that Elio's pizza by night. Malikaliki Maka is Hawaii's way to say Merry Christmas to you. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling very festive all of a sudden. Me too. I'm sorry, Cliffy Baseball, that I was cross with you. Uh, that's okay, Grandma. Grandma Cliff, I love you. I love you too, Cliffy Baseball, and I love my butter boy, Cliffy boy, baby boy, Christmas boy. Here we Here know, we know that, that Christmas, Christmas will be green and bright. The, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Melikaliki Maka is Hawaii's way to say Merry Christmas to you. Here we go, everybody all together now. Melikaliki Maka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you. From the, the land, land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. Sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Melikaliki Maka is Hawaii's way to say Merry Christmas. A very Merry Christmas. A very, very, very Merry Christmas to you. And you, Cliffy. Boy, oh boy. All this singing sure is fun, but it does make me awfully parched. I could really go for a drink. Same here, in fact. I like to wet my whistle with a nice bowl of hot, piping hot oatmeal. And I like to chase it with a hearty bowl of Uncle Ben's rice. Mmm, Uncle Ben's rice. That sure sounds delicious. Oi! I like to have a drink that's from me motherland of Scotland. Would anybody like to try Uncle Cliffy's, Uncle Scottish Cliffy's home brew? Well, uh, tell me, Uncle Cliffy, what do you put in this concoction of yours? Aye, it's simple. You take an empty bucket, fill it with three bottles of Johnny Walker blue, a carton of eggnog, three tablespoons of nutmeg, a wee pinch of the spiced cinnamon, a full stick of butter, a serving bowl full of Uncle Ben's white rice, and three shots of bowl semen. I call it the Buttered Boy Express. Who wants a glass? Oh my that god, sounds that sounds uh, disgusting. No, you, oh, I that's awful. not have a glass of that. Diapers, yeah. Uh, you're all a bunch of babies. I'm gonna go drink myself silly with Butter Boy Express. Uh, excuse me, I am the bartender and I am a medical doctor. So perhaps you'd like to come over to the bar and I will fix you all a special drink. <laughs> uh, no thank you, Dr. Duxtable. Nobody wants any of the drinks that you are making, I can assure you. Nobody wants any of your drinks. Well, my drinks were popular in the 80s, I can assure you of that. Not only were my drinks popular, but my pudding pop was quite the hot item, too. Even though it was best served ice cold. Skibbity-boop, <laughs> skibbity-up-deep, skibbity-boop, holidays. There, that's my Christmas song. Listen, Dr. Duxtable, thank you for coming, but 
We don't have time for your Christmas songs or for your drinks. We do have time for one more musical number. And who's going to be singing this musical number, Grandma? I, I don't have any sheet music in front of me. Yeah, same here, Uncle Cliffy. I don't see any sheet music in front of me either. Of course, I don't see a paycheck either because Cliffy got me fired from the broadcast booth last summer. That butterboy son of a bitch. I'm gonna get you, Cliffy. I'm gonna get you real good. So I suppose the question is, who's gonna be singing the final song? Should it be me with my beautiful golden pipes? No, Grandpa Cliff. It should definitely not be you. You should shut the fuck up. Because Cousin Cliff is going to sing a beautiful, beautiful song. Ah, yeah, Cousin Cliffy. Doing the thing. You need a little backup, a little help from the macho man Cliffy Savage there. I can help you sing in the ring. Doing the thing. Tower of power. Too sweet to be sung. Okay, okay. Macho man Cliffy Savage. I think we've heard that line enough. Uh, yes, I'm going to be singing my very special song. My favorite song. This is Cousin Cliff with my rendition of Oh Holy Night to close out the holiday spectacular. And of course, Cliffy, this is just a small sample, a small taste of the spectacular. You could come here at any point during the next week on Hilton Head Island and celebrate with your family, you son of a bitch. Maybe bring those magazines, too? You know what I'm saying, Cliffy? Bring those magazines. Ugh, God damn it. Okay, Maestro, hit it. Let's close this thing out. Cousin Cliffy style. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. This is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Jesus fucking Christ! Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. God fucking fuck damn fuck! A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices For yonder breaks A new and glorious morn Fuck! Fall on your knees Here it comes Oh, here The angel voice Motherfuck, bitch, bastard, son of a... Oh, night! Fuck! Divine! Oh, night! I'll pick it up again. When Christ was born... Big finish. Here we go! Oh, night! Oh, night! God fucking damn it, Jesus Christ! Oh, motherfucking goddamn son of a fucking bitch, bastard son of a fuck! Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas! 
And now it's time for the Birthday Boy Podcast! Ho, ho, ho! And here's the host of the Birthday Boy Podcast. Why, it's the one and the only... Johnny Boy! Wow. <laughs> oh man, what an intro. 28 and a half minutes before we got to the actual podcast proper. But here we are. Wham. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh my god. Oh, those Womax, man. They're just going to be they're going to be partying it up all week long. And uh, it was nice of them to give us a, a glimpse, a little taste. A little taste of what goes on. I've always wondered <laughs> I've always wondered what it would be like to go to the Womack family holiday spectacular on Hilton Head Island. And now uh, now we get to know get to find out a little bit. Holy shit. And uh, if anybody survived the wham apocalypse, whatever the fuck it's called, wham whamageddon, that's it. If anybody survived whamageddon last week, even though I whammed you on the uh, on last week's episode 30 of the Birthday Boy podcast, uh hopefully hopefully you got whammed just now. Hopefully you skipped over last well, hopefully you didn't skip over last week's podcast, but hopefully you skipped over the wham portion of last week's podcast, thinking, ah, I'm safe. He played it on episode 30, and then you tuned in, and then I whammed you. I whammed you good. Oh, fuck. Ah, so what's going on? It's Christmas. So, I mean, it's almost Christmas. It's a week from Christmas. I'm recording this. I don't know. This, this may be recorded over the course of a few days, but for the time being, uh, right now, it is Wednesday. The 18th, and uh, that means it's exactly one week from Christmas Day, which is just fucking crazy. Uh, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to kick off. Let me, um, let's start off with some uh, some listener mail from one of our one of our super fans, Carrie Dumas. Uh, Dumas writes, "I am emailing you. Oh, the sub. This is very clever. The subject is to brighten your day." And then four dots, which any idiot knows an ellipsis has three dots. But okay, I'll play along. Four dots. Oh, there's the three dots within the body. Dot, dot, dot. To brighten your day, dot, 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 dot. In the body of the email, dot, dot, dot. I am emailing you. (laughs) Oh, man. I love it. Uh, Dumas writes, I loved this week's episode, episode 30, she's referring to. Although you were still putting content out and it was so enjoyable. This was just such a laugh out loud one, which then gets me paranoid. Like, oh, fuck. Like, is this nobody's, you know, is this the first time Did it take me 30 episodes to finally get to laugh out loud territory? Has it been has it been like dreadful 29 episodes of, of trash? And I finally got to episode 30 and it's laugh out loud. 
Uh, she writes, I hate that I can't give you a ton of specific examples. The entire time I'm listening to any of your podcasts, I always try to memorize the things that made me laugh so much so I can send you a list. I even say that to myself in my head over and over, but because I usually have to listen in three or four sessions, I always forget. And I have the memory of a goldfish as well, so that doesn't help. Of course, I enjoyed the recap of the wedding, was cracking up about the part where about me, where I told you you had to hurry in some douchey way when you probably had been thinking about that for the six and a half hours you were in your car. LOL, way to read the room, Dumas. Yeah. Nice job. Oh, you guys got a a skip-scap, skedaddle, lickety-split, chop-chop, make-haste, post-haste, lickety-splickety-doodah-zippity. Oh, oh, is there... The wedding's today? Oh, fuck. I'm glad we, we were going to come tomorrow. I thought it was... Ah, uh... <laughs> oh, shit, Dumas. I love you. Gary uh, writes, But I think the highlight was actually the Home Alone 2 Bird Lady commentary. Pure comedy gold. My only criticism is I got all excited for Sounding Board Theater, and then you ripped it away from us. Not cool. Don't go getting all big league on us, Johnny Boy. Try to remember the little people, please, will ya? SBT. 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 Dumas really likes Sounding Board Theater. Uh, and then that she likes. We love and miss you, buddy, the Duminator. Aw. I love and miss you, too. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess I mentioned Sounding Board Theater quite a bit, and then I never did Sounding Board Theater. So why don't we do sounding board fucking theater? So I have a bunch of stuff saved because I, I, whenever there's something good on the sounding board, I save it. If it's really good, like I'm afraid it'll disappear or somebody will delete the post, I screenshot it. I, I, I don't know. I, I probably have screenshots from like months ago that I just haven't gotten to. But I have one from November 24th. Kevin Boardman. Simple request. Best place to grab a dozen donuts that isn't Dunks, Honeydew, or the grocery store. Okay. So he's got a pretty simple criteria. He's not looking for grocery store donuts. He doesn't want to go to Dunkin' Donuts. Duh. And he doesn't want a Honeydew. He wants something. He wants a bakery. He's pretty much asking for, you know, a donut shop. That's not one of the 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 ones that was named the aforementioned Dunks Honeydew and he's not looking to go to he's not looking to go to go to Shaw's or Hannaford or Market Basket or Wegmans or any of those kind of places. Uh, so obviously, naturally, this is Nashua. So the first responses are Market Basket, Hannaford, <laughs> uh, Market Basket, Market Basket, Hannaford. So they're they're you know. It's a literate bunch, so that we we know that off right off the bat. They're they're paying attention, um, and uh, somebody. By the way, who the fuck is recommending Hannaford? Are Hannaford donuts good? I don't know if I've even. I mean, I grew up around Hannaford. My grandma used to take me to Price Chopper to get donuts. Oh man, Boston cream from Price Chopper. I used to love those. Uh, I can say that I I enjoy Shaw's donuts surprisingly. I'm guessing Hannaford donuts are probably the same as Shaw's. You know, it's not like, oh my God, this is, you know, the uh, the holy. What is it? Is it the is it the holy donut in Portland? The one in Portland that's like the potato donuts. Those are the best donuts you'll ever taste. They're un unfucking believable. Um. Anyway, those those are like worth driving two hours to get like a holy donut. Uh, you know, Dunkin' Donuts is fine. Dunkin' Donuts is good, 
But it's like they're everywhere. So yeah, okay, I get it. He, Honeydew is like average. So he doesn't want like the chain stuff. He doesn't want stuff you can get anywhere. So you can get a Dunkin' Donuts anywhere. You can get a Honeydew. Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme sucks, by the way. I don't. I'll never understand the fucking. Krispy Kremes open up and everybody's you know lined up around the block to get a Krispy Kreme and then they're closed like two years later. You know why? Because they suck. A hot glazed donut from Krispy Kreme is delicious. I love a Krispy Kreme glazed donut. The rest of their donuts are trash, complete trash. Uh, anyway, he doesn't want Dunks. He doesn't want Honeydew. He doesn't want the grocery store. So I have, a, of course, everybody's recommending uh, Market Basket, Hannaford. Somebody says I second Hannaford. Uh, he responds. Kevin responds. I said no grocery stores. At Dave Bushy seconds Hannaford. He puts an S on it because you know why? Why? Why call it the name that it is? You know why not call it Walmart's or Hannaford's? It's fucking. It's Hannaford, Walmart. Oh, so up there at the Walmart's the other day, uh, getting some Marlboro Light 100s. <laughs> anyway, uh, one of my many pet peeves. I fucking hate that. I hate when people put an S. This back in the day. Um, I, I went to Caldor's. No, it's Caldor. It's just Caldor. That's just the name of the store. Just call it the name of the store. Anyway, uh, so Dave Bushy seconds Hannaford's. Kevin Boardman says, Dave, I said no grocery stores. Dave responds, good for you. Do your own research then. Somebody points out that the original poster, Kevin, actually edited his post and added grocery stores. But he, you know, he went back. He at first maybe he said no grocery stores. Then he went back and edited it so that people would stop saying grocery stores. This guy obviously didn't see that, and he went back and he said grocery stores. And then the dude says, "I said no grocery stores." And then Shanna Lou L E W, he actually edited his post and added grocery stores. We can all read. And then she has a screenshot, which is like, "What are you doing with your life? You're just like." You just check it. You're just, you know, on top of this guy. And, and the original post says best place to grab a dozen donuts isn't Dunks or Honeydew. And then he changes it or the grocery store. So he went back and edited it. Dave Bushy says, thank you, Kevin Boardman, LOL. Dave Bushy. And, then, and it goes from zero to ten. Dave Bushy writes, mass hole. <laughs> Which is, for whatever reason, uh, New Hampshire people hate Massachusetts people. I haven't seen it go the other way. Like Massachusetts people, they don't really give a shit. Like, you know, you're just there. They don't. I don't know. Maybe they hate New Hampshire people too. Uh, but New Hampshire people fucking hate mass holes. And which is funny because, you know, let's, I, I'd love to see what New Hampshire would look like without mass holes. Without mass holes uh, traveling north every summer to go to the lakes and the mountains to go up to the mountains every winter to go skiing. You know, a pretty good amount of patronizing is done by the, these mass holes putting a shit ton of money into this economy. But yeah, you know, let's. Everybody needs somebody to hate. So for New Hampshire people, it's the mass holes. So, okay. <laughs> so we've jumped right into mass hole. Hey, to recap, hey, where can I get some donuts that's not the grocery store, Dunks, or Honeydew? How about the grocery store? I said no grocery stores. You edited your posts. Okay. Mass hole. You're a mass hole. Relax, buddy. I'm chilling. I don't know why you're so upset, says Kevin. Dave Bushy writes, because you're a jerk. Dave Bushy, you ask for recommendations constantly just to get attention. 
Kevin responds, actually, I asked for recommendations because I'm relatively new to the area and want to see what the people think is good. Dave Bushy, like I said, a mass hole. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I said, a mass hole. Uh, I'm from Massachusetts. I just moved to Nashua. I'm looking for recommendations. Uh, typical mass hole. Moving here. Mass hole in the place up. Asking for donuts. What a mass hole. Do your own research and stop looking for attention. I don't have an issue with someone <laughs> with someone actually seeking information, but looking at your history, it's all you ever do. So this guy's pissed because he's a guy from Massachusetts who's trying to find out good places to go so he can spend money in the state of New Hampshire where he has just moved to, and he wants to know how he can spend his money on a place local to Nashua or in the greater Nashua area. Naturally, that makes him a mass hole and a jerk. <laughs> and that's the other thing is the New Hampshire people, they just sit there screaming mass hole, mass hole all day long without without even a, even a smidge of irony. Talking about how bad the mass hole drivers are. Yeah, guess what, fuckface, you granite state pricks. I've, I've done this drive. I've done this goddamn uh, New Hampshire to, to Boston commute every day for f over four years. Uh, the only time something shitty, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself. The only time something shitty happens to me, it, I can guarantee you it's a New Hampshire plate. Nine times out of ten. Sometimes there's a mass hole doing mass hole things, but yeah, here's the twist ending, New Hampshire. You fucking suck, too. Uh, yeah. Kevin Boardman. All I said was, no grocery stores. Before you notice, I edit it. Nothing hostile. Are you okay? And my history care to explain. And then that's it. And then, uh, and then the guy doesn't come back. So we, we jumped right into mass hole. You're a jerk. Name calling, name calling. And then, uh, and then nothing. And then Dave Bushy, uh, who's pictured in his profile sitting by himself on a swing with a dog on his lap. Uh, so yeah, probably a lot going on in his life. Um, and just uh, going on the sounding board, which is, which is there so that people can ask exactly for that purpose to ask for recommendations. Uh, look at this guy asking where to get a donut and then editing his post to include no grocery stores. So he doesn't have to weed through people recommending grocery stores. What a jerk. What a mass hole. You know, I've got another one too. I might as well let's try and try and clean out all these sounding board things before the end. This is yeah, because this is really this is the last podcast of the year. Uh, I'm not going to do shit next week because it's Christmas. Although perhaps <clears throat> I probably have my NFL picks because I know everybody's counting on that. So that's there might be there may be a five minute podcast non-podcast anyway and then uh, the following week for new year's i'm not gonna do shit either and i'm gonna be lazy and um just post the uh the second Slamcast episode two of Slamcast, and then uh and then that's it and then in the new year i don't know what's gonna happen schedule's changing a little bit podcast won't be going away i don't think It'll change much of anything. I think I'm still going to do the podcast in my regular scheduled time. It might just be pushed back a little bit later because uh, I'll be commuting home instead of uh, turning off my computer at my desk in my home office and opening up the podcast headquarters, central command, if you will. All right, here's one from November 17th. 
Somebody uh, further to a previous post, Julia Catherine Morin, Morin, Moron, further to a previous post the other day, just want to make people aware that a person, or more, more likely two people, stole my wallet from my purse on Wednesday late afternoon at Trader Joe's. By the time I realized it was gone, I was getting texts from my bank and credit card about large purchases being made at Target nearby at the mall. Please be very aware of your belongings and surroundings in general, but it's worth noting I also learned afterwards that Trader Joe's does not have cameras, so they did not catch the thief or thieves in the act. Be wary if a stranger approaches you while shopping and starts asking you questions about products, trying to distract you in any way. In hindsight, I believe it was a distract-and-grab, two-person operation, and I had no idea. It can happen so fast. If anyone reading this has or finds my wallet, please do the right thing and get it back to me. I can't explain how awful it feels to have this happen and be totally helpless. I did file a police report. That sucks. That sucks. Hopefully, I mean, this is a month ago, so... Who knows? Hopefully this uh, this person got their wallet back, but... Uh, nevertheless, you can always count on the fine people of Nashua to be empathetic... And offer up help, uh, helpful suggestions, such as our good pal, uh, there he is, Scott Trollboy Johnson, Johnston. Did you see them steal your wallet, or are you just assuming someone stole it? <laughs> uh, Julia writes back, um, my wallet disappeared from my purse in the time I was in the store, and then a bunch of money was spent on my credit card soon after at another store while I was still in the first store. So, yeah, it was stolen. Christina Leviton. Scott, did you even read the post? You always have something bizarre to say. I'm pretty sure that Julia didn't steal her own wallet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Julia didn't steal her own wallet and make large purchases and then make a public post. That's ridiculous. Scott writes, I was just curious. Katerina Vasilios Zacharopoulos, Zacharopoulos, Papadopoulos. Yes, somebody is practicing the trumpet in the background. Hopefully that's coming through loud and clear here on the old Birthday Boy podcast where anything can happen. Okay. Katerina George Papadopoulos writes... This dude always trolls people. Don't stress him. Don't stress him? Don't stress it. Shaking my head. Scott writes, uh uh-oh. Katerina Vasilios Zacharopopoldopoulos, it was a goddamn question. That is not trolling. I was merely curious. Calm yourself down. Something tells me you have absolutely no clue what trolling is. Like... Seriously. Katerina Papadopoulos. Damn, hitting me with a double comment. Julia Catherine Morin, the original poster. Scott, Scott just, uh, Scott Johnson, it just seemed like an unnecessary question. It was clearly stolen. Even if I had dropped it and someone picked it up, it was still stolen. If they proceeded to use my cards instead of turning it into a store or the police. But I didn't drop it. Someone took it. And then here's Scott, being a sweetheart that he is. Julia Catherine Morin, I really don't give a crap. You think it was an unnecessary question. That is irrelevant. I like asking questions, and there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. So calm down. He then continues in a separate comment. 
I sincerely hope that you can get it back. Best of luck to you. In the future, you should pay more attention to your stuff. Especially if it is on your person. And, you know, because that's like, you know, why not... Hey, you know what we should do? Kick her while she's down and tell her what she should have done to avoid this. Like, you know, she was talking... Somebody struck up conversation with her at Trader Joe's and she didn't think anything of it. Because she believes people aren't giant pieces of shit, even though they are. Just like Scott. So Julia responds, Scott, you are a piece of work, sir. Go have a glass of warm milk and go to bed, please. I am far from in the mood for your nonsense. And then Scott just left her alone and apologized. Oh, wait, no, he didn't. I, Julia Catherine Morin, I really don't care what kind of mood you're in. Once again, this is irrelevant. I'm not obligated to please you in any way. Have a great night, y'all. Julia. Scott, dude, I'm here posting about having my wallet stolen and how shitty that is. Why would you jump on here and start being a jerk for fun? Seriously, you need to get a hobby. When you have a reputation as a troll and continue insisting you're not a troll, you're a troll. Then someone named Je Tetro, J-E-H, Je, Je Tetro, Je Tetro. How 100% of this group hasn't blocked that dude yet is beyond me. Well, I'm never going to block that dude because without Scott Johnston being a giant piece of shit, there's no sounding board theater. I'm pretty sure Carol LaRue, who was the original Scott Johnston, I think she's blocked me because I, I, I can't see any of her stuff. I can't see any of her comments anymore. She was she was sounding board gold. So I, I gotta, I'm going to watch my step with Scott Johnston. I don't want to block him. I don't want him blocking me because i got to see all of his nonsense. Uh, Jessica Bro suggests, I would highly recommend blocking him. Then you don't have to read any of the garbage he posts. I did it a while ago. It makes reading much more pleasant. Yeah, but it makes sounding board theater way worse, so... Uh, Gary Witten, first, Scott is a troll. I blocked him months ago, and I'm far happier. Second, give the police a chance to do their thing. Of course it sucks. Hope your credit card, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Michelle Shea, uh, so sorry. Evil people out there. Thanks for the warning, and I hope you get it back. And then she writes, Scott stole it. <laughs> and so that, that poked the bear. That awoken Scott from his slumber. And he wrote... I guess Michelle might have liked her own comment, which is weird, but okay. So that's his comeback was, Michelle Shea, do you normally like your own comments? Michelle writes back, Scott, Scott Johnston, do you always laugh at inappropriate things? Michelle, inappropriateness is subjective. Oh my God. And I guess that's it. That was it. Scott Johnston. What a prick. Okay, so there you go, Dumas. Thanks for the email. Thanks for being a super-duper fan. And for writing to birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com on a regular basis. I love getting emails in the inbox, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's Sounding Board Theater, the final Sounding Board Theater of 2019. Oh yeah, Frankie. Oh, those holiday J I N G L E bells. Oh. Those happy J I N G L E B E double L S. I love those J I N G L E bells. 
Alright, let's move along here. Let's keep this thing rolling. Try to keep this thing under five hours. So I got a few... I wanna, I wanna just, all the shit that's on my list, I'm gonna try and like, really blow through all this in this final podcast of, of 2019. Our very special Christmas edition of the Birthday Boy Podcast. I just wanted to tell a story that I thought was, I don't know, I thought it was amusing. It was recently I, I took on a new position, working remote. A very, it's going to end up being a very short-lived position, and again, that's a story for another time. But uh, on my first day, and this was entirely a work, it was a remote position, and uh, I showed up on the first day to find out a that the job was completely different than what I interviewed for, so that was fun. And let's be honest, that's why it's a short, a short time gig. Uh, but the first thing I had, and I, I got my laptop up and running, got online, blah, 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 saw that there was an invite from somebody I didn't know for this meeting, for a, a, you know, a virtual conference. I thought, uh-oh, you know, maybe, that's, maybe that's how things are done here, as they do a lot of this uh, you know, Skype conference type stuff, which I was dreading. And I thought, oh, my God, the whole, the whole point of working from home, the advantage is you can roll out of bed, put on a pair of shorts or nothing at all who cares and do your work comfortably so first day first meeting i thought oh shit uh, this is a video conference there was no information of like how to dial in or anything i thought oh my god am i just gonna have to, i'm gonna click the link there's no phone number i can't even do audio only i'm gonna have to like be on this video conference i don't even know who these people are or what this is but i gotta like show up in this video conference and I'm a mess. I'm just, you know, I got like a ratty T-shirt on, gym shorts. You know, I probably hadn't bathed in a couple couple months, six, seven months, whenever the last time was I had to go into an office. No. But uh, so I immediately I run and hop into the shower. I take a shower, clean myself up, da 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 And I think, oh, man, if this is a Skype call, like I should, you know, I don't know. Well, maybe this is like some, you know, onboarding, welcome to the team names I don't know, but first day, I gotta cover cover all my bases here, so I took a shower, got cleaned up, got all nice and spiffy, put on, I put on a dress shirt, I put on a tie, buttoned up, you know, I, I had probably still ratty gym shorts on, but I got the tie and the shirt and everything, and then I realized, like, well, okay, where the computer is set up, uh, the background is basically my my open closet with all my shirts, all my clothes, and there's just you know it's like Christmas boxes are starting to pile up, so it's it looks you know the bed's nice and made, but still, my bedroom is my office. Um, because you know the kids have their bedroom and also a, a toy room, so naturally, I shove all of my stuff into one room, uh, <laughs> so that they can have two rooms to play with. Anyways, so. My bedroom is my office, and I don't want people seeing my bedroom. I don't want people seeing my bed, even though it's nice and neat. Uh, so I go out to the kitchen. I grab uh, our our kitchen table. I, I grab two or three chairs, and I prop them up on the bed that's right behind me. And then I take a, a, a big sheet, like a curtain, 
that uh, until we put in you know new curtains, we had been I had just been thumbtacking it to the wall every night, like a fucking hobo. And uh, Kimmy put up new curtains recently, so <laughs> we didn't have to I didn't have to do that anymore. Uh, so I draped this curtain over the chairs that I had, the kitchen table chairs that I'd set up on the bed, and then I dra- draped this like aqua colored curtain. Because uh, I thought, okay, well, if anybody sees me, I'll just have this plain, solid background. And uh, so there I am, and it's 11 o'clock. It's time for this meeting to start. And I'm freaking out because there's no like, there's no link to get in the call. There's no nothing. And so, uh, so then I emailed the person right before the meeting started and said, hey, where am I, what am I supposed to do to get on this call? What's going on here? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to dial in? What are you... And then I'm waiting and waiting, and she doesn't get back to me. And then, uh, so I'm just sitting there like an asshole. I'm just waiting to figure out what I'm supposed to do. I have a friend who, uh, who I've known for a long time, who works for this company, and I'm like pinging this friend, like, "Hey, how am I supposed? How are you supposed to dial into meetings around here? What's the deal? How does this work? What's going on?" And uh, you know, she's laughing at me, saying, "Well, boy, you're a real, you're an idiot." And uh, finally, so I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting there in a shirt and tie. A nice dress shirt, a nice tie, a nice shower, in my undies too, probably my boxers, with kitchen chairs on the de- on the bed behind me, with a curtain draped over them, just smiling like an asshole, waiting, waiting for someone to tell me where I'm supposed to dial into this video call. And uh, so, in the meantime, I'm like, well, I might as well take a picture of myself and put it on. You know, you're supposed to have for your like Skype, IM, email, you know, everywhere you go. The intranet with this company, you should have like your profile picture so people know what you look like. So I took a few snaps of me with my curtain in the background, and that has that became my official profile picture. Uh, and then this person emails me back, finally, the host of this meeting, and said, Oh, sorry, wrong John Hopkins. I meant to send it to the other John Hopkins. I'm like, What the fuck? Two John. This has never happened before. I know it's like a somewhat common name. There's plenty of other John Hopkinses out there. But I have never had this where, you know, I've had plenty of people with the last name Hopkins. You know, where you work for a large company, you're going to have a lot of a lot of people with the same last name for sure. I've never had, I've never been the other John Well, I'm never the other John Hopkins. If it's me and John Hopkins, the other John Hopkins is the other John Hopkins. I'm the main, I'm the main dude. So this guy's the other guy, and I just I couldn't believe it. So why the fuck there are two John? Why would they let this guy even? You know why they didn't you know, release him as soon as they brought me on board? Because clearly, you know, even the largest of companies is too small to contain two John Hopkins. So I couldn't believe it. But anyways, so that's what happened. I sat there like a moron, took a shower, put all these clothes on, got all gussied up, put chairs. Like an idiot, have chairs on the bed behind me and a curtain, so it blocks all the the background stuff in the you know bedroom. Like waiting, waiting like a smiling fucking idiot for this this conference call to start, only to find out that it was supposed to be for a different John Hopkins. Yeah, isn't that a funny story? Ha ha ha! That's hilarious. I'm really glad I told it. All right, let's move on. Cross that one off the list. That was pointless. Uh, here's another one. This is last week. So. So the kids, well, my oldest, took karate for a couple of years, about two years. And uh, it's been about a year and a half since she last took karate. 
But, uh, you know, the dojo that she went to, great place, Tokyo Joe's. And uh, Tokyo Joe himself uh, goes by the name of Grandmaster. His real name is Bobby. He goes by Grandmaster. I guess somebody gave him the nickname Tokyo Joe a long time ago, so it stuck. So he, he opened up his karate school, and it's called Tokyo Joe's, but his real name is Bobby. Grandmaster Bobby. And uh, his brother David... Uh, Grandmaster is the he's the head guy, and his younger brother David is Kiyoshi, which is stands for uh, you know I don't know assistant to the Grandmaster. I'm not, I don't I don't know what it stands for, but he's Kiyoshi. And then there's like uh, you know then the next guy is like there's Tashi Lincoln, really nice guy named Lincoln. I don't know if he's still there, but he uh, he went from Sensei Lincoln to Tashi. And uh, which is I don't know maybe assistant to the Kyoshi I don't know, and then there's a sense you know there's several senseis, and all that stuff. So okay, so you've got the the ranking order of Grandmaster, then Kyoshi, then Tashi, then so, so, uh, and Kyoshi's Kyoshi's kids go to the same school as my kids, and uh, he's a super nice guy. You know his kids have gone to my kids' birthday parties and stuff. So I just assume whenever I see Kyoshi in public. I guess I could call him Dave or David, but I, f- I always just assumed if you're Kyoshi in the dojo, you're just Kyoshi everywhere. So every time I've seen him for like the last for like the last three years, if I see him in public, if I see him at school at a school function, if he comes, if he drops off his kid at my kid's birthday party, I say hi Kyoshi, hey Kyoshi, hey thanks for coming Kyoshi, you know have a great weekend Kyoshi, good to see. I call him Kyoshi. So finally, uh, I went to pick up the kids on Friday and I got there a little earlier than usual. I try to get there early cuz like you you can either drive up and just pick up the kids and then drive off. I I like to just I like to park the car. I like to wait. I got so I can see them come out. I can see them and I can be there and we can just kind of, you know, my youngest comes out first, we hang out, we talk, then the oldest comes out and then we walk to the car. I just I like it. I like standing around with the parents. So Friday I I show up and there's one other woman standing there, and there's Kiyoshi. And, uh, you know, he I'm sure he doesn't know my name, but he reckon, he knows he knows Cam. And uh, he knows that I'm Cam's dad, and he knows me enough to, like, smile and, you know, hey, how you doing? So, <laughs> so I showed up to pick up the kids, and there's Kiyoshi talking to another parent. And I walk up, and I just kind of nodded. Afternoon, Kiyoshi. And, uh, and we were just talking about stuff, talking about the holidays and this and that. And then he just kind of stops, and he takes his glove off his right hand, and I'm just like, oh, my God, he's going he's gonna to punch me in the face for some reason. I don't know why, but he's going to punch me in the face. And he extends his hand, and like, to shake my hand. So I shake his hand, and he goes, he goes I'm David, by the way. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but also you're Kyoshi. And he goes, he goes I hate that. And I said, you hate it? He's like, yeah. He's like, I hate He's like, I hate when people call me Kyoshi in public. I'm like, what? To me? And I wasn't, I'm not calling him Kyoshi to be a dick. I'm calling Kyoshi because I feel like, you know, he's earned Kyoshi status. So why wouldn't he want to be Kyoshi? Uh, you know, not just in the dojo. Obviously, the students at the, at the dojo are going to call him Kyoshi. But why wouldn't you want to be Kyoshi like out? To me, to me, that's like if you go, let's say, to med school. You put all this time and effort and training and studying, 
And then when it's all said and done, you've put in all this hard work, and now you are a doctor. Now you are a medical doctor. Uh, and it's not like, oh, your doctor at the hospital, your doctor in the in the in the waiting room, in the in the you know whatever the the doctor room. What the fuck are the name of those rooms? You go into the doctor's office. The waiting room is where you wait, and then you go into the exam room. That's it. Thank you. But you're not just doctor at the hospital. You're not just doctor in the exam room. You know, in the in the ER in the OR. You, you know, you leave you leave the hospital, you're still doctor. You know, people are like on an airplane, is there a doctor on the... Hey, yeah, I'm on the plane, I'm a doctor. It's me, Dr. Smith, I'll, you know, I'll help save the guy. And so I always thought, like, well, it's a sign of respect. He's he's put in the training to become, be, become Kiyoshi. Surely he wants to be addressed as Kiyoshi and recognized as Kiyoshi outside of the dojo. So I've always gone out of my way. I've never once called him Dave or David. I always, for three years, I've been calling him Kiyoshi. Anytime I see him anywhere. And now I find out three years later that he's like probably wanted to bash my face in every time I say it. Like he probably thinks I'm some asshole. Like, hey, Kiyoshi. But to me, to me, you become Kiyoshi. Why wouldn't you want everybody to know that you're Kiyoshi? Go out into the world. Hey, at the school. Hey, there's Kiyoshi. You know, one of the pillars of our community. It's Kiyoshi. And similar to a doctor, if I'm on an airplane, and let's say a, a scuffle breaks out, there's a fight on the airplane, I'm going to stand up and yell, Ah, help, is there a Kiyoshi on board? <laughs> is there a Kiyoshi? Is there a Grandmaster? Or even a Tashi or a Sensei? Or Senpai, Assistant to the Sensei? Are there any of these? Is there a, is there a black belt, a brown belt, a Kiyoshi? I would love it. Is there a Kiyoshi on the plane? Come to find out, I'm, I'm completely wrong. He does not want to be Kyoshi uh, anywhere other than at the dojo during class with his students. So he learns something new every day. And I said, wow, man. I said, I got to be honest. And then here's the other thing. I'm so used to calling him Kyoshi. I almost said, oh, my God, Kyoshi. I'm so sorry, Kyoshi. Kyoshi, please forgive me. I'm, I didn't know you didn't like to be called Kyoshi, Kyoshi. Uh, I'll call you David from now on. I'll, Kyoshi, I'm so sorry, Kyoshi. It's, it's David, not Kyoshi. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I apologize. I don't want him to like roundhouse kick me, which I'm sure is what he wanted to do. The fact that he went out of his way to say like, I hate that. He's like, he's grinding his teeth. He's like, I hate that when people call me Kiyoshi in public. I'm like, what? Isn't that like a, you know, against military? If you're like a, you know, a, a colonel or something, you know, even after you're retired, like ah, there's, there's Colonel Angus. <laughs> There's Sergeant Slaughter, I, you know, Sergeant Slaughter. Calls he goes by Sergeant Slaughter everywhere. I'm not exactly sure if he's a sergeant, and I would be willing to wager he's never even slaughtered anybody. But he's gone by Sergeant Slaughter for what forty years. I don't know. To me, if if I put in all that effort of being Kyoshi, I want them to call me Kyoshi. If I went out and got my PhD. Whether it was, you know, if I, if I got just a, you know, PhD type doctorate, or certainly if I got a medical degree, an MD, I want every, my kids are calling me doctor. There's no more dad or daddy. It's going to be Dr. Hopkins. So shit, shit, man. If I went and became Kyoshi, they're calling me Kyoshi too. But evidently, evidently, that's not what this Kyoshi likes to have. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm David. I guess it's just David. 
I just thought that I always thought it was like the coolest thing. I thought it was a sign of respect. I call him Kiyoshi. Nope. He hates it. Don't call him Kiyoshi. Not outside the dojo. Uh, so <laughs> I just <laughs> thought that was crazy. And I, I talked about it the rest of the night. We went to the movies. The kids and, and Kimmy and I went to the movies after that. And then we're coming home and I'm like, all I could think, I was like, I was like, honestly, though, this is like three, four hours later. I'm like, seriously, who who doesn't want to be called Kyoshi? You get all the way to Kyoshi and then you want people to not call you Kyoshi? I'd be screaming Kyoshi from the rooftops. The movie we saw, by the way, was Frozen 2. Holy shit. What a piece of garbage. Man, I thought the first one was bad. I think I've mentioned that before on this podcast, how much I hate the first Frozen. Hate it. On paper, I I should really enjoy it. Sisters, friendship, you know, it's Norway, it's cold, snow stuff, horrible music. Um, yeah, I should I should be into it, and I just I hate the first Frozen, and this one is even worse. And I sat there the whole time. At one point, I looked at Kim, and I just said, I just turned to him. I said, "This movie's so bad." I just started laughing. <laughs> so bad. And then I thought, maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm just, it's just not for me. Because, I mean, clear, look, Frozen, my demographic ain't who they're making Frozen movies for. So I get it. Uh, but then the movie ended and the credits rolled. And both both of my daughters turned around and they said, oh, my God, that was so boring. <laughs> and they both said that. And I just started laughing. I said, right? It was so, it was just 90 minutes of nothing at all happening. Nothing happened. That was a whole movie of slightly better songs than last time. And absolutely nothing happened. Start to finish, nothing happened. But I get it. You know, they're, they're not trying to tell the world's greatest story. They're trying to sell fucking CD, you know, sell those songs and dolls and blue dresses and all that shit. So I get it. Uh, it ain't for me, but I was, I was very pleased to find out that my kids <laughs> enjoyed it as much as I did. Cause it was fucking terrible. Oh man. And there's all kinds of, all kinds of mixed reviews coming out for star Wars. Oh man. We're going to see it tomorrow night. I can't wait. I just, yeah, that's, that's a tough one to try and wrap that whole thing up when it's, you know, let's be honest. It was wrapped up pretty nicely in 1983. We didn't need to keep wrapping it up over and over and over again. Uh, but hey, I you know these other guys, I I like. I mean, I hate episode one, Phantom Menace. I can't. It's unwatchable. It's unwatchable. It's so bad. Uh, episode two is not a heck of a lot better. Neither is episode three, frankly. They all suck. I hate them. I hate that Hayden Christensen. He ruined everything. Just terrible, terrible movies. Um, terrible Anakin. Just so bad. But at least episode three has like some stuff. You know, some pretty meaty little plot pieces here and there. You know, Darth Plagueis the Wise and all that shit. Um, you know, it's a. It's at least kind of sort of watchable. You know, when, when Anakin kills all the younglings. I mean, that's that's funny. Uh, I do remember laughing in the theater seeing that. And then showing it to my kids recently and, and laughing along with them. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, I, like, I like The Force Awakens. And I liked uh, The Last Jedi. 
And a lot of people fucking hated that movie. And I don't quite get why. You know, the casino stuff is pretty shitty. But it's not terribly long. It doesn't take up a big chunk of the movie. So it's like, alright, whatever. But I, otherwise, man, I, I really like The Last Jedi. And, and now I like it even more knowing afterwards how many people just hated that movie. Hated it. Like, just, like, angry. Like, just venomous. Just raw hatred. Hatred for the actors, for playing characters they didn't like. Just hate the director. Hated every everything about it. Which added to my enjoyment, because I really liked the movie. And then knowing how many people hated it. All these lunatics and losers. And I, I'm not saying losers because they're into Star Wars. I mean, I love Star Wars. Tons of people love Star Wars. But to, to be like... You know, I had conversations. I, I thought they were all just online, just maybe just trolls. And then I, like, met somebody at work at the time that the that the, that, that movie came out. And he he hated it, and he was telling me why and all this stuff. And I'm just like, dude, it's those reasons are just, like, it just makes you sound like an idiot. You can't enjoy, like, we're getting these, we're getting Luke Skywalker. We're getting, you know, Carrie Fisher's dead, and we get a whole movie with Princess Leia and... Hey, Yoda, come on, man. Like, all right, so maybe you would have done things differently, but let's be honest, it ain't the Phantom Menace. And frankly, it's it's good enough to be, you know, it's not just good by comparison to the shitty Star Wars movies. It's good just as a st- good Star Wars movie. And then you get, I rewatched Solo. We saw that in the theater, and I, I didn't love it, but I liked it a lot. And I rewatched it, and I liked it better the second time. I just I, that's a that's a solid that's a really solid movie and then the Rogue One is just fantastic. That's one of the best Star Wars movies there is. That's just a great, just a great movie. And the last, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, God fucking damn it! I sound like Cousin Cliff. I this doesn't happen. I don't have this fucking issue until I sit and talk into the microphone. Anyways, uh, what is saying? Rogue One, great movie. And then the last like 30, 40 minutes is just. Just nonstop. It's just so good. It's just so fucking great. Oh man. But I'm I'm it's gonna be interesting to see to see what people have to say about the uh what is it, the rise of Skywalker. Oh, I'll find out tomorrow. I'm very excited. Tomorrow at this time, I'll be sitting the chunkies, ordering my nachos and my reservoir dogs, which is two hot dogs. Toasted buns. I love toasted buns. I love to eat two toasted buns. I can't wait to put those two wieners and toasted buns in my mouth and watch watch the Skywalker saga come to an end for good until a few years from now when it's back again. Uh, New Mandalorian. Episode 7. They bumped it up to Wednesday. It usually comes out Friday. I assume just because the Star Wars movie comes out Thursday, Friday, that they don't want people forgetting the Mandalorian while they're all out watching the new Star Wars. Oh, what a what a show! Watchmen ended this week. Oh my god! I I know I've already talked about it. What a fucking show! The acting, the writing, the editing is unbelievable. I just it reminds me, and I don't know. I haven't looked up. I don't know who's. You know, it's the it's. Damon uh, Lindelof, whatever his name is, you know, d- did Lost, which was, you know, good for two or three seasons and then awful. Uh, 
the the Watchmen is, is so it's so good. It's so good, and it just gets better. And everything at the beginning, you know, I want. I almost, like I said, I almost didn't watch the show, The Watchmen, because the movie was just so atrocious. And Kimmy and I saw it in the theater. I remember, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I, you know, obviously I have never heard of The Watchmen before this movie came out, and this movie fucking blows. It's so shitty and boring. Um, and then, uh, and then the show started, and I'm like, ah, do I watch it? I mean, the movie sucked. But does that mean that the source material sucks, or does that just mean that they made a shitty movie from good, decent comics, decent source material? So I give it a chance. And uh, the first couple episodes, eh, I'm not sure. Uh, there's parts that I like, and there's a whole lot of shit going on that I don't understand. And I thought, okay, maybe this is this is really just made for the comic book people, because I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know why these things are happening. And comic book people who've read this and know this stuff are probably like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. That should be happening. Ah, oh, yes, I see what they're doing here. Uh, but then I saw on Facebook a good friend of mine, Alex, mentioned how uh, he didn't know what was going on. And he, you know, he was enjoying that. And I said, oh, well, this guy's like, he's like super comic book dude. He knows all this shit. So if he doesn't know what's going on, and I don't know what's going on, then I guess maybe we're supposed to all not know what's going on, and they're not catering to people who know this material. So I, I pressed on, and then episode three was great, and episode four, well, I don't remember. I think it was good. It was fine. Episode five was great. Episode six was awesome, and then it just and then it just got better and better, and then the final two episodes just fantastic. And some of the it, it reminds me of Legion, in a way, and I still haven't finished Legion. And again, Legion is another thing. Like I watch these, I watch these shows based on like comic characters, thinking you know like maybe I shouldn't be watching these because I don't give a shit about the comics, but. I know the characters in the Avengers, and I hate those movies, so maybe if I watch movies and shows with characters I don't really know very well, maybe there's a better chance that I'll enjoy them, because I hate pretty much all of those Marvel movies. And, uh, yeah, Legion was... What a great show. And you don't know what... And it's so it's such a bizarre show, and you're want, like, what the hell is happening? And the editing is just amazing. The transitions they do, and the, sh- the shots that, like... Uh, it's just it's hard to explain, but it's so good. And the Watchmen, there were there were a lot of parts of the Watchmen TV show that reminded me of of Legion, as far as you know, the editing and the transitions, and and the shots, you know, one shot transitioning into another shot, just so seamlessly and surprisingly at times. Uh, it's so good. Anyways, I ramble on about TV shows. There's a lot more I want to talk about, and I'm going to take a break for myself. And then come back and talk about more things. I've got Christmas-type things I want to talk about and some other stories and some other bullshit to close out the year here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Stick around. I just came back from a lovely trip along the Milky Way. I stopped off at the North Pole to spend a holiday. Oh, yeah. Santa Claus to see what I oh, man. He took me to Just playing some of my favorite Christmas tunes. To me. So you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. Oh, wait a minute. Santa Claus is coming. Wait a minute. No, no. The spectacular... We're done with the Womack Womack Spectacular. 
I mean, I'm done with it. That shit's going to be raging on all week. I have no doubt about it. And, uh, yeah. I tried to get in touch with the real Cliff to see if he could meet up over the holiday break. And maybe even record a podcast. I thought it would be funny. I thought it would be fun if Cliff, the real Cliff, had to, A, make his first ever appearance on this podcast. And, B, uh, I, w- I thought it would be fun for the entire Womack family to interview Cliff. Uh, but that son of a bitch, that son of a bitch bastard, he's, uh, <laughs> well, he's going, he's going to Hilton Head Island. I mean, I guess he's actually going to show up, even though he doesn't he doesn't show up on these specials, but he's going to show up for the real Womack family spectacular. And to be honest, I'm dying to know what that's actually like. I I would put some I would put a good amount of money down on it not being too far off from what uh, is presented here on the Birthday Boy podcast. I can see there being uh, an oatmeal station, oatmeal tasting booth, whatever you call it, uh, Bibleopoly, I, I can see that, uh, but I, uh, you know, I'm, I may never know, maybe I'll just, maybe that'll be the big surprise, is a good old-fashioned holiday ambush, where I just show up at the Womack, the actual Womack family Christmas, and, uh, with my, with my trusty recorder in hand, my microphone, <laughs> and we just sit down with the whole family. Just a good old-fashioned, yeah, just a good old-fashioned Christmas Eve ambush. Anyways, yeah, so fuck you, Cliff. You elusive bastard, you. Will Cliffy ever, be, will the real Cliff ever make an appearance on this program? I'd like to think so. But it ain't gonna happen this year, because the son of a bitch is going off to Hilton Head Island. <laughs> To party it up. Oh, please, please let there be karaoke. Please, please let it be exactly everything that I have envisioned in my head and created in this fake Womack world, this fake Womack universe, <laughs> upon which so much of this podcast is based, and of which Cliffy has probably listened to 0%, I would guess. All right, what do we want to talk about? All right, we did sounding board theater, so now fucking Dumas can uh, be happy. And uh, by the way, the whole um, the whole prank call, Grandma Cliff and the the misprinted T-shirts with the T instead of the F. Uh, I need to thank another super fan, a little boy by the name of Nate Duel. because Nate was texting me recently, and uh, I can't remember what the hell. Oh, yeah, he texted me. This was back on November 14th. He asked if he could get... Can I get my podcast a day early, please? <laughs> and uh, and then, I, you know, we, we joked about whatever. And then he said uh, he wished me a Merry Cliffmas. That's it. Simple as that. Simple text that said Merry Cliffmas. And then we were joking about what we were going to do at the wedding that I recapped last week about, you know, and he's, uh, Nate said, yeah, I'm going to tap dance all over your ass. And I said I was going to do the old Johnny Soft Shoe. Uh, I was going to paint the town Fifty Shades of Electric, uh, which is it's a multi-layered comment uh, because back in the day, uh, I, uh, Nate's mom and I were talking on the phone when I was just a, a wee lad, 
and we used to call when you wanted to talk to somebody you called the, the one phone in the house and uh, somebody answered and you said hello hello mrs duel is nate there please um or you know some people answered and said uh, hello this is michael shimo who's calling please that kind of thing that kind of thing <laughs> so anyways one time i called i called to talk to nate and he wasn't there and his mom answered and I, we talked for a few minutes joked around a little bit and she said something about uh, going out, uh, tripping the light fantastic was the phrase that she used. And I was unfamiliar with that phrase, and I couldn't remember the phrase. So the next time I saw Nate, I said, yeah, your mom your mom said something about, <laughs> about how she was going to go out and paint the town electric. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so that's that's been uh, like 25 years joking with each other. Anytime we go to a party of some kind, we say that we're going to paint the town electric. If we're going out on the town, which happens once every once every fifteen or twenty years, but uh, so yeah, I mentioned for Sean's wedding, uh, you know, I was mixing the old classic "Paint the Town Electric" with the Fifty Shades, uh, you know, so it's a Cliffy joke on top of an old, long-standing running joke. I said I'm going to paint the town Fifty Shades of Electric, and then simultaneously, I sent my text, he sent his text, and they both said Womack style. And that's what we did, I think, at Sean's wedding. As I recapped last week, we painted, we painted the town electric, the town of Long Island. <laughs> Whatever town we were in, Long Island, it was Oyster Bay, I guess. We painted Oyster Bay electric, Fifty Shades of Electric, and that's a fact. What little dancing I did, I would say it was it was quality over quantity. Oh man. Anyways. What does that have to do with anything? Oh yeah, so 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 Nate sent me the text. Uh, during this text conversation, he said "Merry Cliffmas." You know, that was very funny, and then uh, and then I started thinking that would be such a funny. That would be a great, you know, on the list of things that I have not done and need to do, and maybe that's the goal for the next year. Before next Christmas, is to really have like a legit store online with t-shirts and things and like even jerseys although they're super expensive so to like i think that would have to be like an on-demand thing those jerseys just to get like a blank jersey to then like put stuff on is you know it's an outrageous amount of money uh as opposed to like ordering mass quantities of blank t-shirts that you then have custom you know and they could say merry clipmas or they could say live laugh love and that's scratched out and it says go fuck self you know most people are probably not going to wear that out in public. Maybe if I put little asterisks, you know, on the U and the C, maybe. Uh, yeah, all kinds of those, you know, birthday boy podcast type things. Shit that I don't even know. Yeah, just t-shirts that says Womack style. T-shirt that just says birthday boy podcast. A jersey that says birthday boy podcast. Anyways, so I thought, oh, that's really funny. When they sent that text, I said, boy, it would be funny to put that on a uh, on a t-shirt and to just say Merry Cliffmas. And then I thought wouldn't wouldn't that be funny if they, you know, for the Island Spectacular if Grandma Cliff ordered t-shirts that said Merry Cliffmas. And I thought wouldn't that be funny if she ordered t-shirts and there was a there was a <laughs> there was a printing error on the shirt, a design error of sorts and it was a T instead of an F. And so the whole family was walking around the spectacular <laughs> wearing t-shirts that said Merry Cliffmas. And uh, naturally, that all just exploded into 
the first 30 minutes of the podcast, all based around the Womack Spectacular and having a very merry Clipmas. Uh, so that's that's the thing I need to do. My goal for this year is to make a t-shirt that says Merry Clipmas and send it, actually to make like 20 of them, and then send them <laughs> send them to Cliff's family, the real Cliff family on Hilton Head Island next year. I think they would really appreciate that. Oh, uh, shit. So we took the kids to see uh, Jolly Old St. Nick last week. <laughs> oh, man. They, uh, they weren't too thrilled. Let's just put it that way. Uh, the oldest has, you know, she's over it as far as, like, going to see Santa. For the last three years, we've had a, a Christmas party at their school that we were able to go to, and Santa Claus was always there. So, like, we didn't have to, you know, figure out, okay, we're going to go to the mall and pay for photos and do this and do that. The last time we had gone to a mall was, like, four years ago. Yeah, 2015, we went to Prudential Center in Boston just for the hell of it, just to, I don't even know why. I don't know why we even went there. I think just for fun. Yeah, she was in kindergarten, and I took the, the day off or the afternoon off from work to go into the kindergarten class and make gingerbread houses. All, all of us were there making gingerbread houses, and we got to leave school early, and we said, hey, let's go to Boston. It was, you know, like one of the last days before Christmas. So we went into Boston, went to the Prudential Center, you know, the big mall, all the shops and everything. We ate at P.F. Chang's for some reason. <laughs> Not that that's bad. I like P.F. Chang's, I guess. Um, and then we walked around the mall, and then there was just a Santa Claus just, like, sitting off to the side. Nobody was anywhere near him. And I said, are you, like, uh, you know, like Santa? Are you are you Santa? <laughs> He's like... Yes, jackass, I'm in a red coat and a white beard, and it says Santa's Workshop. Who the fuck else do you think I am? Ho, 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 idiot. So yeah, so the kids, uh, that was the last mall Santa we went to and got pictures and paid some ridiculous amount of money for a photo. And then, yeah, the last three, the last three years... We had a Christmas party at school, and Santa was there, and uh, so, the you know, it was just like, you know, a parent volunteer as Santa, the kids sit on his lap, or not even sit on his lap, stand next to him. We get on our iPhones and take pictures, and then that's it. There's your picture of Santa for free. Fabulous. And so this year, I said, okay, well, that party, unfortunately, got canceled this year, and uh, because, you know, people suck, and there were no volunteers. I mean, we had volunteered, but not enough volunteers, so fine. So, I thought, well, we gotta, we've got to go somewhere and see Santa Claus, and I'm not taking him to the goddamn mall to see Santa. We've done enough of those. Uh, the first time, I was recapping. The first, 2009 was the first Santa we took little baby Cam to see when she was only two months old, not even, and just to get pictures. And this poor bastard at at Clifton Country Mall, or Clifton Park Center, whatever it's called now. Uh, nice enough guy, but then he started, like, telling me his, like, hard luck story, how he was down and out and all this, like, it was very sad. And I felt bad for the guy. You know, I felt for him. I'm like, hey, wh what's what's happening? Why are, you, why are you bringing it down? Why are you bringing the mood down, Santa? I mean, like, I get it. This, you know, I guess this is your sounding board right now. <laughs> but <laughs> I just left feeling sad. It was very selfish of him. 
not unlike not unlike the handicap uh, on the tracks at the YMCA. You know, not thinking of others. He's like telling me his sad story. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? What am I? What can I do for you? I mean, you, you know, what? You're Santa. I can't help you. Uh, so that was weird. Uh, didn't do anything the following year. 2011, we took, uh, we had a, Kaylin was a brand new baby, and we lived in Florida, and we went to the mall. And uh, this was this was a horrible Santa. He was like the least Santa Santa. Uh, he was a Florida, he was a Florida man Santa. He was a, he was as Florida, <clears throat> he was as Florida as Santa can get. <laughs> it was awful. He was just a big grump. And clearly he was just a guy, I mean, he was a skinny guy with a Santa suit, and uh, he happened to have a beard. And that was it. And uh, he was not in the mood for, you know, Cam at this point is two years old, and she's deathly afraid of Santa. It made for great pictures, because we have pictures of Cameron reaching for a parent who's out of frame and screaming and crying. Uh, and the Santa Claus is he looks miserable the whole time and I can't blame him. You know, I'd be miserable too, but also like you're fucking Santa. Like this is the job you signed up. Like there's very few other jobs where you get paid to have children sit on your lap and tell you toys that they want. That's that's, that is the job. It's just angry children who are afraid of you. You know, like be in character a little bit, just a little bit. He was not just, he was not, not having any of it. He was so pissed. So it made for an even better picture because you've got a screaming kid and a pissed off Santa and a baby who has no clue what's going on. So it's great. Uh, didn't do Santa the following year. Then in 2013, Cam was still deathly afraid. We went to the mall in North Carolina. She was still deathly afraid of Santa Claus. But this Santa was great. This was like uh, just a fabulous mall Santa. He uh, he said, okay, well, if she's scared, he he's like, I've got an idea. And he said, oh, little girl, I'm, uh, I'm afraid I've got to go. I left something in Santa's workshop. I'll be back in a few minutes. Ho, ho, ho. And uh, so they had Cam sit on his big Santa Claus chair. And what she didn't know is that he stepped off to the side and then came back. And then he was hiding behind the chair, you know, with his finger up to his mouth, like, shh, you know, shh, don't tell her. <laughs> and it was an adorable picture. It was great. And uh, then the following year, uh, we went to some, like, it was a crappy, you know, it was that, it was at uh, uh, my parents' uh, country club in North Carolina, where they used to be members, and they had, like, a little, you know, a John Deere kind of train, tractor, Christmas train ride in the parking lot in front of the clubhouse, and then you could go in, and you could have brunch with Santa, and, and then meet Santa, and he was just kind of like, you know... <clears throat> He was Bubba the North Carolina Santa, as far as I'm concerned. You know, just not into it. Just, you know, okay, he was fat, so that was like the one similarity. Just like the guy in Florida. He was skinny, but he had a white beard, so there you go. You're Santa. This guy was fat and looked nothing like Santa and acted nothing like Santa, but he was fat, so hey, you get the suit. You get the suit, fat guy. And that was pretty forgettable. And then the following year was Boston Prudential Center, and this was probably the best Santa ever. He was just, you know, he looked the part acted the part, was totally in character, just, you know, just playing it up perfectly. Between between that guy and the mall, mall Santa in North Carolina, it would be, you know, those those would be the two finalists. And then the, then the last three Santas were good. It was, you know, it was two different guys, you know, a parent volunteer um, playing Santa. Uh, he was great. It was just, you know, 
just some some kids and then the kid the parent plays Santa and the child plays the elf and the kids come and it's nice and then you just take a picture with your phone and then you move on with your life as it kind of should be but I get it you got to make money and these guys you know maybe they who knows what they do for work the rest of the other 11 months out of the year so uh, you know pay them great but uh, I'm happy to also not pay like $30 for some wallet sized pictures of Santa when I could just take out my phone, and of course they, you know, they say you can't take, you can't take, you know, at the mall, you can't take a picture. No, we take the picture, and then you you pay for it. Okay, fine. So we we found some, you know, we found out that there was a free Santa event put on by the Parks Department at Greeley Park, and <laughs> and on Saturday we got the kids got dressed up uh, in their nice little Christmas outfits. Well, not so much my oldest, but my youngest. And then we were about to head out the door, and I realized that the Santa event was on Sunday. So we went sledding instead. And then on Sunday, we got up, got dressed, and uh, oldest was in no way, shape, or form, had no interest in going. The youngest kind of lost interest because the whole event was outside, and, she, and it was freezing out, and she wanted to go to a mall. And then, you know, shop for things and buy things and spend my money and sit on Santa's lap and, you know, get some lunch somewhere at a restaurant. You know, the whole... Like the whole trip would have cost probably <laughs> probably hundreds of dollars by the time it was said and done, all in, including the Santa picture. So we went to the park, and they had a great setup. There's a nice little gazebo. It's a big kind of sprawling park area where you can you know in the summer you can just sit out in the grass, or they have you know they have a bandstand and they have concerts. They have tennis courts. Uh, they have horseshoe pits. They have archery lessons that the that the kiddo takes there. They have a big playground, an old timey, you know, one of the big giant metal slides that you don't really see too much anymore. Um, yeah, it's a great park. I love I love Greeley Park. And so they had you know, and they have this nice gazebo, and you you lined up and you waited in line. And then when you got into the gazebo, there's Santa Claus, and you sit on his lap and you take a picture, ask him what do you, what do you want for Christmas. You move on, then you talk to Mrs. Claus, and then you talk to the elves, and they give you little treats, and you can get candy, and, you know, chocolate, candy canes, all free. Uh, the oldest one got a basketball, the youngest one got a book, could have had a you know, soccer ball or a basketball, all kinds of gifts and prizes and things, just giving them away. It was really, really cool. Um, and while we were waiting in line, uh, you know, it was very cold, and there was snow on the ground, so people's feet were starting to hurt. Little tootsie-wootsie, toesie-woesies are starting to get numb. And uh, so we were trying to, you know, just pass the time and have fun. And I said, hey, let's go. They're, they're giving away pop. They've got somebody giving away free popcorn. Let's go get some popcorn. So we went up, and uh, and I'm waiting for the popcorn lady. And she's, uh, you know, she's not in the greatest. Uh, she's not exactly in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> As, as it seemed like most people who were waiting in the freezing cold to see Santa were not, you know, my kids weren't in the greatest spirit by the time we got up. And uh, the popcorn lady wasn't either. And she's, uh, yeah, she was quite the character. I was just, I was just standing there. Didn't even, I didn't say anything. I, I could see that she was futzing with the popcorn machine. So I just, you know, I'm not going to walk up like an idiot and be like, uh, popcorn, please. Like she's clearly doing something. I'm just standing there and I'm waiting patiently. And that's it, because I know the drill. She's If she could give me popcorn, she would give me popcorn. She's in the middle of fixing the popcorn machine. And she's like, hold on a sec, sir. I'll be right there. I'm like, okay, all right. No, no worries. It's cool. We, we've got nothing but time. We're just, just waiting in line and, 
Thought I'd get some popcorn, no big deal. And then uh, and then this girl comes up and stands next to me, like, to order popcorn. And then the lady, this was actually kind of nice, because I thought, who the fuck are you jumping in line here? I'm, I'm waiting for, what do you think, I'm standing here for my health, stupid? So then the popcorn lady's like, uh, hello, a line. Do you see a line? There's a line there. And, uh, and uh, the girl next to me disappeared rather quickly. And the popcorn lady just starts... People, people like to, uh, I don't know, I must, it must be my face or something, because people like to just tell me anything and everything that's on their mind. And so this popcorn lady, this popcorn lady goes, uh, she goes, ah, she's like, ah, this is the last time I'm doing this popcorn. I've had enough of this popcorn. I think, I'm like, oh yeah, it's not, not so great, huh? She's like, nah. And I'm like, what's, uh. What are you just, you know, giving out popcorn all day? She's like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, who who could have seen that coming? You signed up for popcorn handing out, serving people. You you signed up for the serving people popcorn duty. And uh, wow, isn't that crazy? They've got you here serving popcorn all day. That's that's quite the twist ending to this story. She's like, yeah. She's like, they got me on popcorn duty. I should have never signed up for it. (laughs) She goes, she goes. What I really wanted to do was help out and be uh, be in the gazebo with Santa. And I said, oh, yeah, well, maybe next year. And she's like, well, I could have done it this year, but they told me I would have had to stay till the end of the whole thing and help clean up, too. And I'm like, well, okay. So you're telling me you could have worked in the, you know, as an elf and been one of Santa's helpers, but that would have involved you staying until the end of the event and cleaning up. So instead, you took the easier job, which is handing out popcorn, and you're also really unhappy handing out popcorn. Like, there's pretty much, at these Santa events, there's a handful of jobs. Hand out popcorn. There was a guy who looked like he was roasting weenies. I don't know. Um, uh, or you can be one of the elves, which typically those jobs go to children. Or you can be Mrs. Claus. Or you can be Santa, which typically, you know, it does go to a dude. And, uh, you know, somebody who kind of, you know, maybe a little bit older, who maybe looks and acts the part of Santa. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're not going to be Santa. Uh, I guess you could be Mrs. Claus, or you could be one of the little elves that keeps the lion moving. Or you can hand out popcorn. And, like, those are the jobs. But the one job that you wanted involved you being here, like, maybe, what, an extra 20 minutes longer to clean up? And the job you got is obviously not working out for you, so, like... Uh, maybe, maybe the whole event isn't. Uh, maybe it's not quite for you. Maybe, maybe when they have like a summertime, uh, you know, movie night or something. You, maybe that's more your speed, since you obviously don't seem to like the cold or Christmas or popcorn. And here you are standing in the cold at a Christmas event, handing out popcorn. Eh, you know, I'm no big city uh, fancy pants <laughs> psychiatrist, but I think. If I were to read between the lines, uh, maybe this whole event is really not for you. Maybe you should be retired from this event, this two-hour, once-a-year event. Uh, you know, well, that's just me. So, yeah. Yeah. What I really wanted to do was be one of the elves with Santa. But then I would have had to work here all day, and I would have had to help clean up after it. So now I get got me handing out popcorn, and as soon as the popcorn's gone, I can just get in my car and go home. What kind of bullshit is that? It's like, what job 
What job at the outdoor middle of December Santa Claus event were you looking for? I don't, I don't know. I thought maybe they'd have like a jacuzzi tester or something for this event. Maybe some kind of Christmas jacuzzi that I could sit in. Maybe with, maybe test drinks, margaritas or some, margaritas or something. Yeah, so that was fun. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so on top of that, and we got back and ate, you know, so the kids, we jumped back in line. Kimmy kept our spot in line. We jumped back in line and the kids are eating their popcorn. And then the popcorn's gone after, you know, 30 seconds. A little bag of popcorn, it's done. And now we still have probably another 20 minutes to go. This line is nothing. It really, it's nothing compared. It's it's comparable to waiting in line at the mall to see Santa. If you went in the middle of a Saturday or a Sunday, middle of the afternoon, when everybody else is going to see Santa, it's the same kind of thing. It just happens to be outside in the cold, so the kids are exponentially more miserable than if we were inside the warm mall. And uh, yeah, so the line and the line was moving pretty pretty fucking quickly, considering like how big the line was when we got there. Hey, you know. It was maybe 45 minutes, if even that. I, I don't know. It wasn't It wasn't all that bad. Um, and so, so now the oldest one, she can't feel her feet. But now at this point, we're like, we're like two spots away. And I'm like, dude, it's going to be like 10 minutes tops before we get up there. We have been waiting here this whole time. We've been waiting here 30 minutes. We had the popcorn. I know it's cold. We're not going to wait this whole time and then get out of line and go home. We're going to we're going to fucking see Santa today. You got that? This is by the way, and then I reminded the kids. I'm like, "Look, this one, all the other Santa visits, that was about you guys. This one, this is for us. This is for mom and dad cuz guess what? Seems like based on your attitude now, uh, next year, it's highly unlikely that anyone is going to want to go see Santa. So we can be done. You can be retired from, just like the popcorn lady, you can be retired from this whole event after today. And my heart will be broken and fine. So today, guess what? You'll never have to see Santa after today, but today we're seeing fucking Santa and you're going to go fucking ask him for fucking toys and fucking shit that you want for fucking Christmas. And that's it. We're going to stand in the fucking cold for however much longer it takes to get up to that fucking front of the fucking line to sit on fucking Santa's fucking lap and ask him for some fucking treats and toys for fucking Christmas. That's what we're going to do. Like it or not. We're in the cold. We've made it 90% of the fucking way there. You had some fucking popcorn. I had to deal with the most miserable fucking person on earth handing out fucking free fucking popcorn. And then we have to do deal with your fucking attitudes. So we're going to get to fucking Santa Claus and ask fucking Santa for a fucking Merry Christmas. You got that? Great. And so now everybody's just pissed. And now, you know, the oldest one is just, she's just pacing angrily back and forth up and down the parking lot. The little, the little area, <laughs> little parking area in the, in the park just trying to warm up her feet. Of course, she's walking in more snow when she's doing that and just getting her shoes more and more wet and cold. Uh, so it's, you know, but she's she's just stomping angrily back and forth. One of the meanest scowls I've ever seen. <laughs> and then uh, and then we got up. We finally get up there, and we get in, and we go to the gazebo and see Santa, and it's nice and warm in the gazebo because it's, it's, it's enclosed somewhat, <clears throat> you know, there's probably, I'm sure there was a space heater in there somewhere because it felt very warm. It was nice. 
and they got to see Santa, and the oldest one just, you know, was just not having any of it, you know, and he could tell. He's looking at her like, why is she here? She doesn't want to be here. So he, you know, he's like, uh, you want some shit for Christmas or what? And she's like, yeah, I guess, whatever. And he's like, okay, cool, whatever. And then, you know, and then with the youngest, he's like, oh, what would you like, little girl? And of course, she asked for a cat. Luckily, Santa was on, you know, our side telling her what a horrible idea that is and how much work it is to have a pet and how shitty it is to have a pet. So, so thanks. Thank you, Santa, uh, for being on team parent and that one. Um, but yeah, so we got some and, you know, got to take some pictures on my own camera. Didn't have to pay for anything. So that was nice. And then they got some, some treats and toys and prizes and whatever candy. And, uh, and we got the fuck out of there. Uh, but these pictures are great because, <laughs> as as Shimo said, <laughs> so I had posted them on Facebook letting everybody know how miserable the children were for this event. And uh, as Shimo told me, he said those are great pictures. And he, he mentioned that it's uh, <laughs> it's not unlike a uh, when you see like a, a terrorist, like a hostage video. And the hostages are, you know, you can tell that there's a gun in their backs and they're just, like, trying to smile and pretend that they're having a good time. That's, yeah, and that's that's pretty spot on because there was two. And then my youngest was angry because she got dressed up. She had a whole outfit on, red and green, and she got Jimmy, her stuffed animal, dressed up in a matching outfit. And she forgot to take off her coat. Uh, Cam even had, like, a nice shirt and tie on because she wanted to, you know, she wanted to wear that ahead of her holiday concert. And she didn't take off her coat, so now the kids are pissed at me because I didn't remember, <laughs> I didn't remind them to take off their coats. And so, yeah, it was just a complete, uh, a completely awful day, courtesy of courtesy of old Daddy O making the kids pose with Santa one last time. And that's probably it. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe there's one more next year, but I doubt it. Or if there is, you know, it's unlikely that it's going to be both of them. Or it will be both of them again being forced to do this. But we're not going back to the park ever again. Even though I loved it. It was so nice being out in the fresh cold. The fresh fresh cold air. And there's snow all over the ground. It's a, It was a beautiful sunny day. And it's just... You've got the whole this whole choir. You know, they're dressed up like a Dickens characters. You know, the old... You know, they've got the, the hats and the coats and everything and the scarves. And they're singing Christmas carols next to the gazebo. And Santa's there. And there's popcorn. And... You know, everybody, everybody's in a pretty good mood, actually. Uh, you know, the popcorn lady and my oldest, my daughter's notwithstanding, everybody else seemed to be in a pretty good mood, smiling and laughing and having a good time. I would love to go back next year because I thought it was a cool scene, a cool setup. But we're not going back ever again. And, uh, yeah, and if, if somehow I'm able to get both of my kids to pose with Santa well, even one more time, there'll be some kind of heavy uh, bribery or, or perhaps even threats involved. So we'll see. Uh, I wanted to share another story. I'm gonna just read this from from my Facebook post. This is a couple. This is about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and it's all true. On the way, on the way to school, I was taking the kids to school, and uh, Kimmy was heading out the door for work. I was taking the kids. We were all on our way out the door, and Caitlin is just staring at me. We're just, before we left, she's just staring at me, grinning, just a you know one of those grins. And she just looks at me and she goes, Titty. <laughs> what? Titty. Uh, okay, she's saying Teddy. Because, like, okay, there's a root beer, my favorite root beer, 
that I love to get is called Teddy's Root Beer. And oftentimes, if we would have our fridge stocked with Teddy's Root Beer, Cam is a huge fan of root beer. If, like Sometimes you know the kids can have a dessert, and she'll choose root beer, a small glass of root beer for a dessert. And it's you know I like if Teddy's is available I'll get Teddy's and then uh, you know we'll put the Teddy's in the fridge and every time I go to get it I would say I would say mmm delicious titties and then Kim would scowl at me and wag her finger and I say what I'm just getting some some Teddy's root beer I love Teddy's what can I say and uh, and the kids thought nothing of it and yeah Teddy 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 it sounds yeah, pretty close. So I thought Kaylin was saying Teddy. So I said, Teddy, are you saying Teddy? And she grins, she just grins at me and shakes her head. And I'm like, what? And she goes, Titty. And I said, seriously? And then Cam interjects and says, no, Kaylin. No, Kaylin, dad doesn't have titties. He has teats. Mom has titties. And I'm like, what? Where is this this was just out of nowhere. This is just out of the blue. There was nothing completely out of nowhere. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And then Kim interjects and she goes, no, actually, technically, daddy does have titties, but not teats because <laughs> teats give milk. And I'm like, why? Why are you? What is happening? And Kim goes, oh, OK, so dad's teats are really tits and your tits are tits and teats. And Kim goes, right. And then heads out the door. And then Kaylin just looks at me again. And she's like titties big smile titties and i'm like please stop saying titties i actually hate i hate that word i mean sometimes it's fun like as a joke but I, I generally speaking i just don't like that word and of course that's me being an idiot rookie mistake uh please don't say that word i don't particularly like it so now both of the kids are yelling titties titties and uh and we're heading out the door in the and uh, out in the open and they're just uh, they're just yelling about titties 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 and uh yeah and i said you know what enjoy your walk to school i'm not driving you to school i'm gonna go back inside and then cam said something the effect of uh teats too cold and i said mom just told you i don't have teats i have oh god damn it just get in the car and that was that was pretty much the end of that and we drove to school and uh, and and then i just i couldn't believe it they didn't they didn't mention it again on the ride to school and then later that day, I went to pick them up from school, and they got in the car, and I did not prompt them to do anything, but they had the following conversation on the way home from school. The teats are the nipple. Don't you know anything? Mm -hmm. The teats are boobies. When you grow up, they get the Only if you're a girl. If you grow up, you get the big ones. I meant, I meant, I meant, I meant, when you're a boy, you can put on fake titties. Yeah! That's what titties are meant for! Titties? That's what the fake titties are meant for. You know, I drag queen. Dad has teats, I have titties. Like, titties. You don't have them yet, I'll get titties first. No!
got big ass teeth. <laughs> And that was it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. There's a lot of words that can come back to me and say, yeah, that's that's where they that's where they got it. That's where they learned it. But uh yeah, titties <laughs> titties is not one that I use on a regular basis at all. Other than the handful of times where I'd grab a Teddy's root beer and say, Mmm, titties. So, okay, okay, maybe that does Maybe that does then trace right back to me now that I now that I contemplate now that I ponder this a little bit more. I guess yeah, just like everything else, I'm completely responsible. And the uh, yeah, the original source of all of all corruption in this uh, in this family of mine, it all traces back to me. Oh well. And so I also figured since I'm in the sharing mood and going through files on my phone and whatnot, and talking about my kids. Without their permission, uh, I thought it would be fun to share one of their latest tunes. They uh, So they got a keyboard for Christmas last year, and we recently moved the keyboard into their bedroom because we needed room for the Christmas tree, and it'll probably just stay in their bedroom because they get more use out of it in there anyways. And it's a nice little keyboard. It has a microphone, so you can do, like, you know, do karaoke, whatever. It's fun. They love it. Uh, recently, they've been making up their own original songs, and one such song is uh, is their latest release entitled "Diabetes" or "Diabetes," if you're Wilfred Brimley. play that quite frequently that's uh yeah that's the new hit i think that could uh we could put that on the family album if they had that diabetes song uh as like the you know as the main track the main single single off of that album and then uh followed up by my halloween pumpkin song i think we'd be in good shape I think time to take the family band on the road oh man what else <clears throat> it's uh <laughs> oh, by the way, don't think we're getting out of here without talking about football. It's coming. And right now, I wanted to talk about this last week and I forgot. Because the bowl games are coming up. College football season, the regular season, came to an end a couple weeks ago. And uh, and starting uh, Friday, I think, is the first of the many, many endless, seemingly endless bowl games that we get throughout the season. And they're all they're all pretty much meaningless. Uh, aside from the two games that decide which teams will be playing in the national championship, they're you know they're they're pretty pretty pointless. Other than like you know ratings, money, tickets, merch, money, money, money. Um, but some of these bowls, you know, every year there seems to be a you know the bowls change hands, you know, different sponsors and whatnot. And it used to be like yeah, you know, you know the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl. 
kind of your your standard bowls. <laughs> and now this is every every city has a bowl game. Every team, it seems like every team gets to play. Again, it's meaningless. They're just, you know, you did pretty well during the year. Here's your prize. You get to go to, you know, hopefully a cool town and, uh, you know, someplace different. You know, spend a, spend a couple days there playing a bowl game, have some fun, whatever. Uh, and it's, you know, for TV, it's people who are like, oh, man, college football, the season's... I mean, the season comes and goes. Season starts at, like, what, the end of August, beginning of September, like, right around Labor Day is when college football starts. And then the regular season, it's three months. The first weekend in December is the last, you know, full day of regular season college football games. And then last weekend, you know, they had Army, Navy, whatever. And then, uh, and then the bowl games start, and you get like two weeks of bowl games, and then in the beginning of January, uh, you get the national championship, like that first or second Monday in January, and then that's it. And then there's no college football until August. So when, you know, as short as the regular season is, it's just a way to like extend all of that. So you get to see a lot of the, most likely if your team is pretty decent, you're going to see them somewhere show up in a bowl game sometime in December or January. Um, but these names, they just get more and more ridiculous every year because it's, yeah, I mean, it's just sponsors. It's just companies. And it's these companies that, you know, I get why they I get why they want to have their name attached to a bowl game because otherwise you, you wouldn't know these things existed for the most part. And they got some, you know, there's some regular New Mexico Bowl. Okay, it's a New Mexico Bowl. I'm going to guess that takes place uh, somewhere in New Mexico. If I, if I were the... I don't bet on sports, but that would be a bet that I'd be, I'd be, that's a wager I'd be willing to make. And you got the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. <laughs> you've got the, uh, on Friday, you've got the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Nothing says hard hitting football action like Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco. FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. <laughs> Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl. I don't know what Cherubundi is, but uh, now I do. I mean, at least I know the name. I don't care enough to look up what Cherubundi is. Camellia Bowl, Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl, RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, <laughs> Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Again, that's you know you you know you're going to see some of the best football on the planet when you tune into the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, SoFi Hawaii Bowl. That's on Christmas Eve. Walk-Ons Independence Bowl, Quick Lane Bowl, Military Bowl, presented by Northrop Grumman, New Era Pinstripe Bowl, Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. This is this is always the favorite one. This was like one of the first ridiculously long naming, long named college bowls titled whatever I'm trying to say. Uh, and this is of course the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. It used to be the San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. I don't know. It's, now it's the Holiday Bowl. I liked it better when it was named after the, the Christmas plant. Uh, here's a simple one. You're not going to forget this one. On Friday, December 27th at 10.15 p.m., prime time, ESPN, <laughs> when everybody's <laughs> ready to watch a bowl game, uh, the Cheez-It Bowl. Mmm, delicious. Mmm, Cliffy, perhaps next year Cheez-Its will sponsor the Spectacular. Yeah, I wonder if they have an Uncle Ben's Rice Bowl or a uh, an El- the Elio's Pizza Bowl. Holy shit, that's got to be part of the of the Womack family tradition. Go down to Hilton Head Island. They have the spectacular. They have the oatmeal tasting. They have Bibleopoly. They have the Trivial Pursuit Psalms. They have Doctor Duxtable making the drinks, and then they play a family a friendly family game of football. 
and they go outside and uh, they have like the Uncle. What a perfect name! It's the Uncle Ben's Rice Bowl. Like, hello, Rice Bowl. Boy, oh boy, somebody's missing out on all kinds of bucks. They could televise this Womack family holiday. The Uncle Ben's <laughs> the Womack family holiday spectacular. Uncle Ben's Rice Bowl, brought to you also by Elio's Pizza. Uh, so yeah, you got the Cheez-It Bowl. Sadly, you do not have the Womack Family Uncle Ben's Rice Bowl, but you don't have it now, but that doesn't mean we won't have it someday. Someday, goddammit. Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, fine. Camping World Bowl. And then you've got the playoffs, Oklahoma and LSU with uh, Coach Cookie Monster. By the way, I was very happy to see LSU ranked number one. I know nobody gives a shit about what I'm saying right now, but watching these teams play, it was to me, it was pretty clear that LSU was the number one team. So I'm glad that they got the ranking that they deserved. And I'm glad that Cookie Monster... I'm glad that Cookie Monster is their coach. Uh, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, LSU, Oklahoma, PlayStation, Fiesta Bowl, Clemson and Ohio State. The winner of those two games meet in the final. Uh, the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. That's That's a mouthful. Cliffy, it's the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. <laughs> Brought to you by Nabisco. The Redbox Bowl. Redbox. Isn't it funny how, like, the shelf life of Redbox, you know, video stores had a good 30-year run. Like, they had all of the 80s, all of the 90s, and and most of the, the following decade, up until, you know, somewhere in 2009, 2010, you kind of saw the end of the video store as, like, a main, you know, a regular thing on a, on a street corner somewhere. Uh, but the red box, you know, who, I, I don't know any, I, I see the red box still in the grocery store. I've, I don't know that I, I can't remember the last time I saw somebody at the red box, like renting a movie. You can, you know, uh. so good for you, red box. Maybe that's what these bowl games are. These are like, they should have the dying company people forgot about, but let's put their name on a bowl bowl. And I believe that is that is what the Redbox Bowl is is doing. Capital One Orange Bowl, Belk Bowl, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Now, why the fuck wouldn't you call that the Tony the Tiger Cereal Bowl? The Sun... I mean, okay, it's the Sun Bowl, and then Tony, Kellogg's bought some sponsorship. I get it. But fuck, doesn't that just, like, write itself? The Tony the Tiger Cereal Bowl? That's what I would have. God damn it. These people need to hire Johnny Boy. AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Nova Homes, Nova Home Loans, Arizona Bowl, Valero Alamo Bowl, Outback Bowl, VRBO Citrus Bowl, Rose Bowl, game presented by Northwestern Mutual, Allstate Sugar Bowl, Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. <laughs> that just, that sounds great. Oh man, I'm so excited for the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, dude. Bro, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl is going to be sick. Brought to you by Quicken Loans, bro. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Lending Tree Bowl, and then the National Championship on the 13th. So there you go. And again, not a single Elio's Pizza Bowl, uh, not a single Womack Family Uncle Ben's Rice Holiday Bowl. There's just so many. I mean, plus, by the way, with like weed... With marijuana being legal, it seems like there's got to be some kind of, you know, bowl and marijuana and some some kind of company. 
when I mean it's it's too new. It's too new when the like when the Walmart of marijuana emerges years from now and just you know eats up all all these little indie shops all over the place when they get gobbled up by like the one or two you know the Target and the Walmart of of all of these things. Then they'll be like yeah. There'll be like some kind of like, you know, smoke a bowl bowl or something like that presented by Amazon weed division, something along those lines. It'll happen. All right. Going to take a break. Be right back. It's Christmas ah, yeah. all over the world. Sing it, Sammy. Christmas here at home. The church bells chime wherever we roam. This is a song. If you don't have it on CD, that's yeah, uh, you're not gonna find this on Spotify. Which is a shame. This is one of my. I have this great Rat Pack Christmas CD, and this is on it. Sammy Davis didn't do a ton of Christmas tunes. Understandably so, but this this was one of them, and I love this song. All right, I want to talk about. Let's get. Uh, thank you, Sammy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe that's one of the reasons why this isn't played. <laughs> you can't find it anywhere. Oh, man. So, I was uh, checking out New Hampshire Chronicle this week, and I hadn't watched it in a while. And we haven't uh, we haven't talked about old Fritzy in quite some time. He does his, his annual Halloween special with the entire episode of New Hampshire Chronicle. It's... It's just Fritz telling scary stories, which I always love. I look forward to that every year. And uh, and then right around the holidays, he has a lot of, uh, you know, his little, you know, two or three minute bits at the end of the show. His feature is, uh, you know, it's Christmas themed. And uh, it turns out he had a nice little tale to tell about uh, Binky Sears and all the uh, all those douchebags up there. At the Buckaburger Dollar Dog and the Rod and Shaft Club and Webster Webster. Anyway, uh, you want to take a listen? Let's take a listen. You might not want to take a listen, but I don't care. We're going to listen. Here we go. Yeah. It's good old Fritzy. Before Christmas, my friend Binky Sears was driving home from the Buckberg Dollar Dog, where he just had cocoa and cookies with his friend Webster Webster. Binky was feeling pretty good, full of sugar and holiday goodwill, and smiling to himself because he had his Christmas shopping done. All was right with the world. Christmas is important in the Sears household, you know. Last year, Binky had gotten Fern a snuggie, printed in camouflage green. Mm. One year he got her a Chia Pet. Best gift, of course, was the singing bass wall on him, and he got back in 97. 
But Binky had even a greater surprise for Fern this year. This year, Binky went all out, and he spent $150 on a karaoke machine. Whoa. With a color flat screen, no less. Binky. See, Fern, she loves to go down the Rod and Gun Club on Friday nights and sing karaoke, and Fern is good. God, this she always destroys the This sounds like the worst town on the planet. I'd honestly, I'd rather live in my and fake Fritz town of Knob, New Hampshire. The Rod and Gun. Down there at the Rod and Gun. Chip, corn, cream, beef, supper. As you know, Webster, Webster, and Loretta always come over on Christmas. Anytime night, someone says supper, I get Loretta, depressed. I really, I really much well, prefer you say dinner. There's something about supper that just makes me sad. And the singing bass, perfect. Binky was on top of the world. That is, until he came in sight of his house. Something was wrong. Uh-oh. Where was the 1983 Chrysler New Yorker? You see, that old car had been sitting beside Binky's driveway since it failed inspection back in 04. You are allowed, you know, to have one unregistered vehicle, and that was Binky's, but it was gone. You Binky are? burst into the house. Where's the car? Oma Casey took it away, Fern replied. I thought I'd surprise you for Christmas. Get that mess out of the front yard. Oh, jeez, Binky said... Your Christmas present was in the trunk. I hid it there so you'd be surprised. Well, Fern was smiling, old Binky, she said. I, of course, checked the trunk before he took it away. My present's over there, and sure enough, the present was now under the tree. Luckily, Binky had wrapped it. Oh, that's nice. And you know, Christmas night, if you had driven by Binky and Fern's place, you would have stopped your car and gotten out just to hear the beautiful music. And there you go. Oh. Oh, it's... I don't know. That one's... It got me depressed. Like, Binky Sears, they do karaoke at the Rod and Gun Club every night and then every Friday, and then there's, like, this old unregistered uh, failed inspection Chrysler. 2004 Chrysler sitting in the front... Sitting in the front lawn there on cinder blocks. You know, he's got a very folksy way of telling these stories and all these characters, but, like, you know, it's just really just sounds like a bunch of white trash <laughs> up in the mountains just doing doing a whole lot of nothing. Uh, makes you wonder what's happening up there in Knob, New Hampshire. Hmm. Ritz. Weather be I see you on my TV Fritz Weather be Every night you come up with another amazing story It was the night before Christmas, and my friend Remus Handjob was driving home from the Wankawina Tug-A-Meet, where he just finished slurping down an entire pitcher of Butterboy Express and chomping down on charred black hot dogs. You see, there was nothing Remus loved more than having a giant black wiener in his mouth. 
He was enjoying a nice night with his good friend Philip Undercarriage when he realized he had to get on home to his wife Marjorie Longsnatch. You see, old Remus wasn't just full of bull semen, black wieners, and eggnog. He was filled with holiday cheer. Because you see, Remus had finished all his Christmas shopping for Marjorie Longsnatch. All was right with the world. You see, Christmas was important in the handjob Longsnatch household. You see, last year Remus got Marjorie a Snuggie, not to mention a cat of nine tails, several dildos, vibrators, candy corn shaped butt plugs, and all other sorts of knickknacks, doodads, and paraphernalia. Of course, who can forget the set of anal beads Remus got for Marjorie back in the Christmas of 1994. This year, Remus thought he would get something different, a very special surprise. You see, this year, Remus went all out and spent $173.14 on a karaoke machine for Marjorie, with a color flat touchscreen and Spice Girls decals on the side. You see, Marjorie likes to go down to the Ball and Shaft Club every Friday night and sing karaoke to all her friends, such as Philip Undercarriage, Arnold P. Quackers, Fauntleroy Fuckleberry, Toots Fanning, Reginald Vell Boner, Stinky Dumont, Frenchy Funk Bottom, and all the other town folk of Knob who turn out to hear Marjorie Long Snatches Golden Pipes. You see, Marjorie and Remus like to sing duets together, and they oftentimes destroy the competition. There's seldom a dry pair of panties in the house, especially not when Remus and Marjorie perform their renditions of such classic Christmas tunes as. I saw Mommy blowing Santa Claus, Christmas Town Reach Around, Sleigh Ride Orgy, Chester's Nuts Dipping in an Open Mouth, Twelve Days of Clitmas, Jesus Christ It's Cold Outside, Jasper the Jackass, All I Want for Christmas is Cocaine, Lenny's Christmas Boner, Put Your Yule Log in My Fire Pit, Grandma got run over by a meth addict in a stolen school bus. Pardon me, Santa, is that the Butterboy Express? Randy the gender-fluid Christmas squirrel? Old-fashioned inbred Christmas? Frosty the hard-nippled sex worker? Silver bells, blue balls? Table full of fruitcakes? New Year's circle jerk boogie? Slide that North Pole down my chimney, and all their other favorite Christmas tunes. And of course, Remus didn't just get Marjorie a karaoke machine, he got her a CD filled with all of the aforementioned holiday hits. Of course, as you know, Frenchy Funk Bottom, Toots Fanning, and Stinky Dumont come over to Remus Handjob and Marjorie Longsnatch's house every year on Christmas Eve for a libation a fresh batch of Marjorie's Christmas cookies, and, of course, a good old-fashioned five-person Christmas train. And I'm not talking about the Polar Express, mind you. So between the eggnog, Christmas cookies, multiple-person sex, and karaoke jam, this was gonna be a Christmas to remember. This was gonna be a Christmas to remember. That's what I just said. In any event... Remus was on top of the world. And this was going to be a Christmas to remember. This was going to be a Christmas to remember. 
this was going to be a Christmas to remember. This was going to be a Christmas to remember. That was, of course, until Remus came within sight of his house. As he pulled into the driveway, he noticed that the 1989 Chrysler LeBaron, once owned by John Voigt, the dentist, not the actor, was missing from the driveway. You see, the 89 LeBaron had been taken off the road years ago because it had failed inspection, but mostly because Remus crashed it into the side of a school bus while Marjorie was giving him uh, one of her famous holiday hummers, if you catch my drift, and I think you do. Of course, that was just one problem. Remus had hid the karaoke machine in the trunk of the 89 LeBaron, next to a pencil with teeth marks on it. Of course, Remus burst into the house, screaming and yelling at Marjorie. You goddamn bitch, where the fuck is my 89 John Voigt LeBaron? You don't talk to me like that, you motherfucker. Why don't you come over here, and I'll stick you with this fireplace poker where the sun don't shine, you prick. Listen, you hooker, you tell me where my goddamn LeBaron is, or there's going to be all kinds of problems around here. Is that a threat, you motherfucker? Come at me, bro, said Marjorie. I gave that piece of shit car of yours to Flippy Fartmouth. I don't much care for her, and I know the brakes don't work no more, so I'm hoping she takes it on a long drive down a steep hill. Well, that's just great, Remus said. Do you understand what you've done, you fucking bitch? Your Christmas present was in the trunk of that car. Now the car's gone, so is your Christmas present. You ungrateful whore. You must really take me for some kind of goddamn idiot, Marjorie replied. Of course, I checked the trunk and I took the parcel out of there and put it underneath the Christmas tree. And wouldn't you know, there it was, the present, wrapped already by Remus, sitting underneath the Christmas tree. Of course, as you can imagine, Remus Handjob, Marjorie Long Snatch, Frenchie Funk Bottom, Stinky Dumont, Toots Fanning, all had a lovely Christmas Eve. Eggnog, cocktail wieners. Karaoke, Christmas cookies, and a holiday train. What more could anyone ask for? Of course, to top it all off, they trimmed the tree, put on the lights and tinsel, and Remus asked Frenchy Funkbottom if he would like to do the honor of putting the star topper on the tree. Frenchy felt honored to do it. So he began climbing up the stepladder and took the Christmas star up with him. Of course, just as Frenchie was about to place the topper on top of the tree, the stepladder that he was on started to wobble. Suddenly, Frenchie lost his balance and began to topple over, his pant leg getting caught on one of the Christmas tree branches and pulling his pants completely off. Of course, Toots Fanning and Stinky Dumont and Marjorie looked on in horror as a pantsless Frenchy funk bottom fell waist first on top of Remus' hand job, his wiener landing in Remus's mouth. Well, Remus, said Marjorie, looks like you had your Christmas cock and ate it too.
Motown weather is next. Oh, yeah. Jesus. There's a little bit of bass. Yikes. Uh, what did you think of Fritzy? He's always got some kind of... Some kind of yawn to spin. Oh. Okay. What next? There's still more to get to. Oh, you know what? I know what we have to get to. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Here we go again. Oh, it's that time. Oh, there's only two weeks left in the regular season of the NFL. Aren't you sad? I mean, of course, I'll still get to do playoff picks here on the Birthday Boy Podcast, but there would just be just far fewer games to pick, so we really need to enjoy this time here. As we, uh, as we look back at the week that was, week 15 here in the NFL. What did I get right? What did I get wrong? Ravens, Jets. I got that one right. Let me, let me check that off here. Baltimore beat the Jets. No surprises there. <clears throat> Patriots over the Bengals. No surprise there. Tampa Bay over the Lions. Oh, so far so good. Packers over the Bears. Not bad for me. Uh, Texans beat the Titans. I had Tennessee, but it was close. That was such a close game. Chiefs over the Broncos. Of course, I had that. I was wrong. The Dolphins lost to uh, the Giants. Doo-doo. Philadelphia beat the Redskins. I was right about that. And the Seahawks beat the Panthers. And Oakland lost to Jacksonville, and I was wrong about that. Uh, Let's see. What else? Browns, Browns, Cardinals. Did I have? Oh, I had the I had Cleveland winning, and of course they lost. They stink. They're terrible. Vikings over the Chargers. Got that one right. Uh, Cowboys, Rams. I had the Rams. Dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> the 49ers over the Falcons, and the Falcons beat the 49ers. So I was boy, oh boy, I got that one wrong. Bills over the Steelers. I had that one. That was. Oh my god, I picked the Colts over the Saints. Oof. Oh, that's brutal. So, how did we do? I got uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. I got 9 correct. Oh man. 9 and 7. That's That might be my worst week yet, I don't know. I know I had a tough one. A little ways back, where I just, I just got everything wrong. This, this, I think this is—it's either my second worst week picking football games, or, or the very worst. I don't know. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Anyway, so we've we've got an interesting playoff picture here. We've got some teams that were eliminated from contention. Mathematically, they are done. Indy, with the loss to New Orleans, they're out of the playoffs. Tennessee is still in it, though. My God. Uh, Denver Broncos season is going to come to an end. No playoff for them. Uh, Dallas, Philly's still in it. Somebody else. Oh, in Chicago. So those those seasons. So Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta, Carolina, Giants, 
Arizona Cardinals, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Jets, the Dolphins, Jags, Jaguars, the Colts, and Cincinnati. You're out of here. Titans, Browns, Raiders, hanging on by a thread. Same with the Rams and the Eagles. But all these other teams, they're still in it. Now let's talk about this week's games. Hmm. Some Saturday night action. Bills, Patriots. I will take... Of course I'm going to take New England. Hold on. Get my pen. New England is going to be the Bills. Saturday afternoon. Texans will beat the Buccaneers. I'll probably regret that choice. Uh... Rams, 49ers, eh, just take take the 49ers, taking the 49ers on Saturday, yeah, Jaguars, Falcons, who cares, I'm gonna take Atlanta, Ravens, and Browns, I'm gonna take Baltimore, cause you'd have to be an idiot, although the Browns, they beat Baltimore earlier this season. Saints Titans. I'm gonna take the Saints. Panthers and Colts. Oh, I should probably I took the Colts this week and I was wrong. Do I double down? Yes. Indy will beat the Panthers. The Steelers will beat the Jets. The Redskins will beat the Giants. Let's see. Lions and Broncos. Hmm. Oof. That's tough. Who do I pick for my... I'm gonna pick Denver over the Lions. I don't seem to be able to sing in time with this song. (laughs) Uh, Eagles-Cowboys. Ooh, that's the game to watch. That's a game to watch. Uh, I'm gonna go... Yeah, Philadelphia. Fuck it. Cardinals, Seahawks. I guess Seahawks. Then you've got the Chiefs. They're gonna beat the Bears. Then on the final Monday night football game of the year. Packers and Vikings. Yeesh. I'm taking the Packers because I still think they're gonna... Go to the Super Bowl against New England Patriots. And I know that's crazy, but that's my Super Bowl pick and my picks of the week. Here he comes now, the big hand. Ah, yes. Mr. Snow. This song just speaks to me, man. Oh, the Snow Miser and the Heat Miser. I thought... I'm almost done here. There's nothing left to talk about except... I thought it'd be fun to talk about some of my favorite and not-so-favorite Christmas specials and Christmas movies. Um, I'm gonna do like a top whatever. It was going to be a top 10, but it's, I think it's going to be like a top 12 or 13. Honorable mentions. First of all, let me tell you about Christmas movies that I hate. 
I hate the Santa Claus movies. You know, those Tim Allen. Uh, the first one's fine, I guess. Uh, I don't even know if I've, I've seen bits and pieces of 2 and 3, but the first one is so hard to get through. It's so boring. Uh, speaking of Tim Allen, Christmas with the Cranks is maybe one of the worst movies ever, period. Uh, as well as, you know, just a terrible, terrible Christmas movie. Just a garbage, fucking garbage dump of a movie. I hate every second of that movie. But that AMC, uh, whatever, ABC Family, whatever it's now, Freeform, they just can't stop playing it, can they? Uh, Jim Carrey's Grinch, uh, awful. It's so bad. And I've tried to watch it a bunch of, like, I've watched it with the kids a bunch of times. You know, we, like, we've been up in a cabin in the woods where there's nothing else on, and we just watch, like, The Grinch, and then Christmas with the Cranks, because there's nothing else to watch. And, uh, because we're out in the wilderness. And they're just so bad, and that Grinch movie is just so terrible. It's just so bad. Um, here's, here's one that nobody's, uh, well, I also hate the, any Christmas movie with, uh, what's his name, Vince Vaughn. There's, like, a couple where he's, like, Fred Claus, he's Santa's, like, jerky brother. That's stupid. That sucks. Uh, Four Christmases is... I couldn't get... To, I, maybe maybe the other part of the movie, beyond, like, the first 30 minutes is good, but it's so... It's impossible. Has anybody made it through? Terrible, terrible. Um, here's one that you're not gonna like, probably. Uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is a beloved... Uh, classic. It's so boring. And, you know, it's the gift of the Magi and all that stuff, but it's like, Jesus Christ, was the goal to, like, lull people to sleep so they can't change the channel and they fall asleep with Emmett Otter on TV? And so it looks like they got good ratings? I, I don't know. It's just so boring. And I love, I love Christmas. I love Muppets. I love bluegrass music. Can't stand Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. So boring. Just so boring. Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, I do love Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, any of the, you know, Rankin Bass. Yeah, Santa Claus is coming to town. Year without a Santa Claus. Rudolph. Those are. And when I, you know, this is my list of like must watch every year. I don't have to watch those three every year. I, I usually get like one or two of them in. You know, I couldn't. I don't know that I could stomach all three of them in the same holiday season. But, uh, you know, once every few years, they're enjoyable. Rudolph, Rudolph is every year, even though, you know, it does it does go on. But it's, I mean, it's fucking Rudolph. It's a classic. Same with Charlie Brown. You know, it's not all that, it's not all that great. Most of those Charlie Brown specials are, frankly, pretty lame. But uh, I do love Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving, though. Where's the mashed potatoes, Chuck? Where's the turkey, Chuck? Where's the stuffing, Chuck? Peppermint Patty, what a bitch. Anyways, uh, so those are yeah the the Rankin Bass, the Charlie Brown Muppets. Those are those are some some honorable mentions. They're you know they're nice to watch if I can if I can get around to it on Christmas, you know during the Christmas season. That's great. Um, you know those are good like Charlie Brown and any of those Rankin Bass. Those are perfect like you know, on in the background. Like, you don't need to sit and be glued to every piece of dialogue in these things. But, you know, the songs and the colors and it's, you know, it's just, you know, these are classics. These are classics. So those are those are on the list. Um, I don't know if these are really in any particular order, but I'm going to put on there. Let's go. Let's go to number 13. Christmas and the prettiest sights were my sweetheart beside me in 
lines until they got home. And they looked at the car door handle and they found a Gingy, cut it out. You're really giving me the creeps. Oh, come on. I was just teasing. Come here, you. Gingy, <laughs> I couldn't stay mad at you. What was that? Oh, no, you don't. I'm not falling for that again. No, I'm really, really seriously not kidding. thing I've ever heard. Now you know that's not how it goes. Shrek the halls, baby. <laughs> you weren't there. Uh, I, it's not a great, you know, it's not a great story or anything like that. It's more that I just, it's such a pretty, it's so pretty to look at, that Shrek the halls. Uh, I would put honorable mention that, uh, I don't even know what it's called. That stupid elf thing where they the kid keeps saying this is so tinsel. I don't know what that's called. I can't remember what the name of it is. I have it. The elves. Dave Foley is one of the elves. Eh, that, that one's, you know, that one's fine. It was fun to watch. Um, anyway. Yeah, Shrek the Halls is a must watch because I just, again, it's so pretty. It's such a, it's, it's so beautiful to look at the colors and everything. The story's fine. And there's some funny moments like Gingy there. Uh, so that's, that's a must watch. Uh, here's another one. Number 12. Uh, come in. Merry oh, Christmas. Ah. Merry Christmas. Merry oh, that's right. Christmas, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Oh, Mr. Hooper. Come on. Now that's how you tell the gift of the Magi. Bert sold his paper clips to buy Ernie a dish for a soap dish for Rubber Ducky. Ernie sold Rubber Ducky so he could buy a nice cigar box for Bert's paper clips, and then Mr. Hooper shows up. And then I ball my eyes out every time I see it. But Bert, how did Mr. Hooper get your paper clip collection? Never mind, Ernie. Just open your present. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's see what, what's okay. the... That Mr. Hooper, see, what a gem, what a treasure he was. What is it, what is it? Huh? Uh, oh, it's not... It's Rubber Ducky. Oh, hi, Rubber Ducky. Ernie, hmm? what, how did Mr. Hooper get Rubber Ducky? Oh, that, that, it's sort of a long story, Bert, but thanks a lot, Mr. Hooper. You're welcome. Hey, Ernie. Yeah? Ernie, we didn't get Mr. Hooper anything. Oh, you're right, Bert. Uh. You're wrong, boys. I got the best Christmas present ever. What, what do you mean? Yeah, you know, you know, what do you mean? Uh, I got to see hey, that everyone got exactly what they wanted for Christmas. Huh? Oh. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas, Merry Mr. Christmas Hooper. Mr. Hooper. How do you not love that? Oh. Mr. Hooper. Merry Christmas, Ernie. You know, it's such a great, uh, you know, it's it's Sesame Street, it's Christmas Eve, and it's got, like, yeah, Mr. Hooper and these old characters who are either not on the show anymore or have you know, long dead. And, you know, there's no, you know, Elmo running around, all these new characters who suck. It's Ernie, it's Bert, it's all, it's the classic characters. And, yeah, 
And then they're ice skating, you know, Cookie Monster, Count, the whole gang. How do you not love Christmas Eve on Sesame Street? All right. How about the, and these, you know, these next ones, like they're they're not really in any particular order. I'm just counting I'm counting down. I think the top the top 5 are going to be in a particular order. Uh, the rest of these are just, you know, these are these are the must watch. So let's get to what was what was that? 12 number 11. So one of my favorites, this is a relatively recent uh, recent episode, recent special, whatever you want to call it. I think it's from 2012. It's the Always Sunny in Philadelphia Christmas episode. And uh, here's a clip from Charlie and Mac. They're trying to get into the Christmas spirit, and they go over to Charlie's house. And his mom, who uh, his mom's played by Lynn Marie Stewart, who is also, of course, Missy Vaughn on Pee Wee's Playhouse. And she plays Charlie's mom. And it's just such a goddamn hilarious scene. See, this is Christmas, right? Yeah, your mom's really into this, she huh? She loves it. Hey, Ma! Oh, hey, Ma. Oh, you! <laughs> Merry Christmas! I'm so excited! It's so almost Christmas! Yeah. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Yeah. Oh, you brought the vodka! Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> Christmas time, Christmas time, drinking on Christmas! Thank you. Well, listen, you guys, you make yourselves at home. I'll be in the kitchen making gingerbread men for my gingerbread boy. You got good tunes, good food on the way. My mom and I would be excited about the Santas coming over. This yeah. is Christmas, yeah. bro. The the what? The Santas that come over on, on Christmas morning to cheer my mom up. The, the Santas, plural? What, what, what yeah. the hell are you talking about? Oh, dude, this was like the, the best tradition ever, man. Every Christmas morning, I would run to the door and I'd open it and I'd find the first Santa Claus. Now, the Santa Claus would come in and he'd give me a present, you know, or something, and then he'd go in the room with my mom and cheer her up for a while. Then the doorbell would ring and the next Santa Claus would come and, and he'd give me a present or something or other and he'd go cheer my mom up for a while. He knows when you're away. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. I didn't always understand the presents, but I always found a way to have fun with them. Wait, dude, one year, Santa even brought one of his elves. It's like a goddamn sauna up there. I think it was an elf. You know what? The memory's kind of blurry for some reason. Merry Christmas. Charlie, I, I hate to break this to you, man, but, but based on the story that you just told me, I think your mother was a prostitute. <laughs> what? Yeah. Come on, man. I'm just saying, based on that story that you just told me, I'm fairly certain that those Santas were running a train on your mom for money. No, dude, they, they would just give my mom money and go in the... Yeah. Chew on that for a second. Let that settle no. in. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Okay, but no, just relax. No. Are you okay? No. Jeez, let's get you out of here. Let's no. Out of here. But Merry no. Christmas, Mrs. Kelly. No. 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 Awesome. 
Number 10. Classic. <clears throat> Can't go through Christmas without watching Mickey's Christmas Carol. And we're not going to sit here and listen to much of it. Oh. How do you not love this one? Classic from childhood. A classic story. You know, maybe the the classic story of Christmas. As told by Mickey and Donald and Scrooge and all their friends. And this gave us, I mean, this gave us Scrooge and DuckTales. Think of how important this show is, not just to Christmas, but to cartoons and Johnny Boy's childhood and all of our childhoods from the 80s. Oh, that's fantastic. Mickey's Christmas Carol, that's a must-watch every year. All right, let's talk about number nine. He sees you when you're sleeping. What is this one? He knows when you're awake. Why, it's Christmas Chronicles on Netflix. Stop. Kids aren't stupid. They know how it works. Let me tell you, this movie is fantastic. It's a Christmas movie. You got Kurt Russell as Santa. He's perfect. He's the... I will say... Yeah. He's the best Santa Claus ever in any movie or TV show. The best on-screen representation of Santa Claus ever is Kurt Russell. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's not just a great Christmas movie. It's also nice because all the Christmas shows and movies that I've given to the kids over the years to watch and enjoy, um, it's stuff that I already watched decades ago, like stuff when I was a kid. This is cool because... It's it's new. It just came out last year, so it's like the first movie. If you ever meet Mrs. Claus, maybe just skip this part. Yeah, it's the first movie, first Christmas movie that we watched together. That's like ours as a family. For, and a lot of people, people are my age who have kids, are watching this movie together. Uh, we watched it. <clears throat> we watched it with my in-laws last Christmas. Uh, when my parents were up a few weeks ago, when we were at the wedding, the kids watched it with them. It's uh, uh, my my parents went out to Colorado with my sister, my brother-in-law, and my and my wee nephews, and uh, they watched it out there. Everybody loved it. it's it's great. It's great. There's there's nothing. Ex- the only part I don't like is uh, the song that Santa Claus sings in the jail, and um, you know, but that's whatever. Everything else is it's fabulous. I, it's great. It's so good. All right, that was was that number. Well, that was number nine, so I guess that means this is number eight. Uh, that's right. Garfield's Christmas. Come on. <clears throat> I don't necessarily rate that above. Like I said, <clears throat> these these first few are not necessarily in any particular order, but these are must. These are must. Must watch. Must watch. Must watch shows during the holidays. And this is a classic. And listen to this song. Come on. You've got Garfield. You've got Grandma. And of course, the memory of Grandma Sheenbuckle lives on through Garfield's Christmas. Number seven. Ah, little 
toddy for the body might just take the chill off. What are you featuring here tonight, Frank? Oh, I got some fine jazz. Oh, it looks clever. I mentioned this last week. I, I keep hearing bells all day. Well, Christmas actually, Eve tradition. This time of the year. Get aboard the sleigh, huh? Here we go. Oh, Frankie and Bing, just hanging out together at their apartment, singing tunes, traveling back in time. I, I love it. I would watch this on Christmas Eve with my grandma in recent years. And, uh, yeah, I love Frank Sinatra. I love Bing Crosby. This is... I can only watch this on Christmas Eve, though. Have to wait till Christmas Eve. But it's a favorite. Yeah, this Bing... Bing and Frank for a half an hour or so singing tunes. Number six. So far, people really seem to like the party this year. We took some chances and it's working out. Ho, 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 Why pay more to sit next to old Tranny Claus over there when you can sit on my lap? Phyllis is only pretending to be a man. I'm the real thing. Sit down on my lap and there will be no doubt. Okay. No, it's not. It's not like penis-wise. <laughs> no, little boy. What's your name? This is just one of the many. I mean, pretty much every every office episode, every office Christmas special, with the exception of Moroccan Christmas, I could I could take or leave that one. But uh, Benny Hanna Christmas, the first Christmas episode that they did in season two, uh, this episode from the uh, Secret Santa or whatever it was called. Uh, classy Christmas. Even the ones after Michael left with Belschnickel, Dwight. All that stuff. I love it. I love the Office Christmas episodes. So, these, these are must-watches. And the kids are such huge fans of The Office these last few months. We've been watching all the Christmas episodes while they have breakfast in the morning. It's fabulous. Uh, you know, Simpsons Christmas episodes, the Bob's Burgers Christmas episodes. Those are must-watch too. I didn't, I didn't include this on the list, but any of the Bob's Burgers Christmas episodes, particularly Christmas in the Car, those are great. Merry Christmas. Yep. Yeah. That's cute. Teddy getting trapped in the fridge. Jingle in the jungle. I, I love. Yeah, Bob's Burgers Christmas episodes. They never disappoint. All right, now it's time to really get into. We talked about the office, Bob's Burgers. These are the top five, like legitimately, legit top five. So let's talk about number five. Come on, kid. Of course, it's Christmas Story, number five. This used to be higher on the list, but it's honestly my own fault. I watched this so much when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, that I I can't watch it except the, the Christmas Story Marathon. That's the only time I can watch it. I can't watch it any sooner, but I love it. It's a classic. It's Christmas Story. Ralphie. Come on. My mind had gone blank. Frantically, I tried to remember what it was I wanted. I was blowing it, blowing it. Come on, kid. How about a nice... Football. 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 What's a football? With unconscious will, my voice squeaked out. Football. Okay, get him out of here. Either way, this is a must-watch. Oh, no. What was I doing? Wake up, stupid. Wake up. No. 
And it reminds me so much of my childhood, too. Of being surprised on Christmas morning, thinking I wasn't going to get something. Come on. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Uh, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Never gets old. One of the best. All right. Number four. Which floor? Scrooge. This is, uh, yeah, this is my favorite version of Christmas Carol. Bill Murray's fantastic. It's funny. It has so much heart. It's just fantastic. <clears throat> and, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's underrated. I think, I think it's pretty popular, but it doesn't get the attention of, of a lot of the other, a lot of its counterparts. And it's so good. And this monologue it's at the end. Eve. It's, it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We, we, we smile a little easier. We, 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 we cheer a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. You won't be one of these bastards who says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling. And if you like it and you want it, you'll get greedy for it. You'll want it every day of your life, and it can happen to you. I don't... I believe in it now. I believe it's going to happen to me now. I'm ready for it. And uh, it's great. It's a good feeling. It's, it's really better than I've felt in a long time. I, I, I'm ready. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. And here's the part that kills everyone every time. Calvin. Oh, you... Did I forget something, big man? Fucking Calvin. God blesses everyone. And now I'm dead, and that's... Kills me every time. That's such a good, like... A good movie is fantastic. A movie with a good ending. A good final act. Uh, that's that's when you got something. To me, that whole... The whole ending of this... I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, the end of Christmas Carol is great. And this movie does a, a different spin on the whole thing with Frank Cross, a network executive who goes through the, the whole ghosts of Christmas and all that stuff. And it's, yeah, it's fabulous. Oh, what a great movie. All right, that's number four. Have to watch it every year, usually multiple times. This is the other thing. We're getting into, like, multiple viewing territory for most of these. So let's talk about number three. Number three is Home Alone 1 and 2. And of course, this is from 2. Kevin walks in on Uncle Frank in the shower, singing Cool Jerk. Oh, Uncle Frank. What a shithead. But, say what you will. Like I like I mentioned last week, I believe, uh, Uncle Frank on Home Alone may be a total piece of shit, but you know what? He always knew where his children were. So, is he really the worst of the bunch? Yeah, sure, he called his nephew a little jerk and said, I'm going to slap you silly, you nosy little pervert. <laughs> Oh, uh, what a scumbag. The whole family's... It's a, it's a whole family of scumbags. 
but god damn it, I, I can't, you know, depending on the year, I go back and forth. Home Alone 1 is my favorite, then Home Alone 2. Right now, Home Alone 2 is my favorite by far. Uh, I think, again, similar with the Christmas story, I feel like I've watched Home Alone 1 so much, and now I'm just really, I'm, I'm more excited to watch Home Alone 2. I mean, any, any, any movie or show that's set in New York City is always going to, is always going to hook me in, but, you know, you add Kevin and the Wet Bandits, a.k.a. Sticky Bandits, and the Plaza Hotel and Central Park and, the, you know, and that crazy bird lady, and you've got yourself, you've got yourself a winner, but they're both great, and I can't, I can't choose one over the other, so uh, it's my own list. I cheated. They're both number three. They're ranking at number three. I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. Number two. Okay, so before I play anything, my top two... Look, this is impossible, because I, I went back and forth. Because one of these I always kind of thought was my number one. But again, every it just depends. I could, I could be convinced either way. And they're both, they're both perfect. As far as I'm concerned, they're they're perfect Christmas movies. Completely different, uh, but at the same time, if you think about it, maybe not so different. You know, you've got a guy who's, uh, you know, he's trying to do his best, and you know, shit shit doesn't go his way. Uh, one is a little more lighthearted than the other, um, but they're both. Uh, I can't can't go through the Christmas season without watching both of them multiple times. Uh, they're just, they're perfect. Uh, if they're on TV, I will stop everything and watch them. I watch them on my own library. Uh, so I don't, yeah, it, it, it was, I really had to think about this one. If, if number one was really number two, if number two is really number one, but I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, number two. Here's my number two. I'm sure you, many of you already know what this is. Oh. Yeah. Clark, what's wrong? Goddamn right, it's Christmas vacation. It's, it's bigger than you expected? It's so goddamn good. <laughs> I don't think I need to recommend this to anybody. I think if anybody's listening to this podcast, you're probably a huge fan of this movie. Also, if you were born on planet Earth anytime in the last 80 years... Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. <laughs> yeah. uh, then you are that probably is, a fan Edward. of this movie. That it is indeed. Uh, hey! If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here. With a big ribbon on his head. This never gets old. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. What what do you need to say about Christmas Vacation? It's one of the funniest movies. Uh, 
It's a great Christmas movie. It's a great comedy. It's one of the it's one of a handful of Christmas movies that I can watch any time of the year, middle of the summer, whatever. Christmas story, I love. I can't again Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, can watch it all day on the marathon. If if somebody tried to put that on in the middle of July, I I wouldn't I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Like many Christmas specials, but uh, Christmas vac- vacation, Home Alone, play them where where wherever and whenever. Um, it's just it's just that good. I don't know. I, I don't need to say anything about Christmas Vacation. You you know it. You know it's it's the best. It's the best. But it didn't make number one on my list because there's one that's just slightly better. Well, it's not. No, it's not even better. It's they're 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 one and two. They're two and one. I could put Christmas Vacation at the top of the list. They're interchangeable at number one and two. But number one is is not just like a great Christmas movie. It's to me, it's a perfect movie. There's no flaws in the movie. Every scene is important. Every scene is so well done and well crafted and well acted, and everything about it to me is just perfect. And on top of that, you know, it's just one of those movies that, as much as Vacation and these other ones make me laugh, uh, you know, this number one movie. Is uh, you know, it's just one of those heartfelt, great, feel good. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know what to say. I don't want to get fucking you know mushy about it, but it's a it's a perfect movie, and it's number one. And here it is now, number one. It's against the law to commit suicide around here. Yeah, it's against the law where I come from too. Where do you come from? Heaven. What did what, you say just a minute ago? Why do you want to save me? Was it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. This town needs this measly one-horse institution, if only to have some place where people can come without crawling to Potter. The movie's also a million years old, and it's so goddamn I'm relevant. I'm right now. I'm going to school. This is my last chance. But they'll vote with Potter otherwise. You can't laugh off this Bailey Park anymore. Bailey family's been a boil on my neck long enough. Now fuck you, Potter. You realize what this means? It means bankruptcy and scandal and prison. That's what it means. I'm worth more dead than alive. Why don't you go to the riffraff you love so much and ask them? I suppose it'd been better if I'd never been born at all. All right. You've got your wish. You've never been born. You've been given a great gift, George. A chance to see what the world would be like without you. I want to live again. Please, God, let me live again. Yeah, so somebody like... Somebody took a, you know, made a, like a, it's called Wonderful Life Modern Trailer on YouTube. It's really good. Obviously, that's the audio from it, but somebody took, you know, all, a lot of the key scenes from the movie and, you know, made a modern trailer with modern music and everything. And yeah, Wonderful Life is just so, it's so good. Oh, man. Yeah, and it's, um, yeah, every 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 second of it, I, I I put it on, and I always think like, oh, you know, I'm not gonna sit down and watch this whole thing, 
and then and then once I, I I say I'll watch it once and then that's it, and then I ended up watching it like two or three times during the uh, during the holidays. It's so good. Christmas Vacation I probably watched twenty times. <laughs> it feels like it anyways. Same with the Home Alone movies. Um, Wonderful Life I tr- I try to just watch it once because I don't want to. I don't ever want to get to a point where I'm tired of that one. Like I, I hate that I that I grew tired of Christmas Story, even though I still love it and I still look forward to it, and I try to, I try to sort of preserve it on that mantle by only watching it on the on the marathon, even though I own it and I could watch it whenever. But I I want to just watch it when, I just want to watch it on Christmas and then over and over and over again and leave the marathon, pretty much all day, except for when NBA comes on, you know, some of the good basketball games. But that's what's great about the age we live in, where you can have an iPad with a basketball game on, and then and then put the TV on Christmas Story. So you know who cares? You can watch them all. That's what I should do. I should put all my favorite movies on as many screens as possible at the same time. Just watch them all. So there you go, gang. That's that, those are my top Christmas movies and specials. And there's a bunch of other shit that I like. Oh man, I forgot to mention uh, one last one. This would be, I guess. This wouldn't be in the top five, but I did a top 13. I guess this would be like in the top, uh, you know, six through 14. I can't believe I forgot it. Yeah, let's let's leave this on a, on a, on a happier note because here's, here's one of my favorites. And uh, I've totally forgot to put it on the list, even though it's there. And it is number 14 or six or eight or something. Can't forget Pee Wee. How could I forget Pee Wee? This is one of my favorites. This is a must watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, a 6 through 14 in my top list. And on that note, this is the end of the podcast. It's over three hours. This is a good song to end on. I'm going to go watch Pee Wee's Christmas. And uh, I'm going to use this opportunity to wrap up the podcast. I have nothing left to say. Those are my favorite Christmas songs, movies, whatever I said. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It's been three hours. That's crazy. I'll have some NFL stuff next week, but not not much else. Uh, in two weeks, we'll do a uh, you know Slamcast episode two. Very special presentation. And uh, we'll come back in the new year at some point and do uh, episode 32. And hopefully a lot more podcasts. All right. Have a great Christmas. Have a great holiday, everybody. This this podcast is a labor of love. It took me two days. It's actually Thursday. But through the magic of editing, I made it a seamless transition. Okay. That's it. I'm out of here, gang. Have a great Christmas. See you next time. Later, Gators. This was going to be a Christmas to remember.